Hey there. One of our friends here at Duckfeed is raising some money to cover uh, some medical bills. We mentioned it at the end of last episode, but Jala Prendes, co-host of The Level uh, and all around just amazing person, has uh, recently undergone a procedure that is quite costly. And so she is running a GoFundMe. Um, and to support that, we are actually going to be um, running a streaming event uh, the weekend starting on July the 28th through to that Sunday. Uh, watch the space on duckfeed.tv uh, to see uh, the schedule and how to donate and, uh, you know, where to watch all of those things. Again, the weekend of July 28th, you can help out a great person and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Being crushed to death by that giant soldier made me think. We leave behind far more than our genes when we pass on. There's a legacy of values and ideas that has a much greater impact on the world that we'll never see. Anakad, have you completed the process of replicating my memes? Yes, but I have bad news. A byproduct of the process may have accidentally created another Solidus. Oh, great. Even worse, he's half your size. And even worse than that, he's taken over the meme transfer replicator. Ah, here he comes. Don't talk to me or my sons of liberty ever again. Another one. Don't talk to me or my sons of liberty ever again. They keep coming. Don't talk to me or my sons of liberty ever again. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. You're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are continuing our discussion of Metal Gear Solid 2, The Sons of Liberty, uh, continuing and concluding. This is part two of two. Um, if you are just listening to this, consider going back and listening to the first episode. It uh, contains generalities and also um, the body of the game up through the fight with Fat Man. Yes, yeah, this is post Batman, Batman Beyond. Is what <laughs> this is. Um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Like I said, we've already done those generalities and the like. So everybody knows, I mean, everybody went into the last one knowing what MGS2 was. And, you know, everyone's familiar. Yeah. Uh, and now they're super familiar. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're, we're going to start right where we left off uh with fat man's corpse rotting slowly in the sun as seagulls pick out his eyes <laughs> of course well, why do they always go for the eyes first i don't know they, i mean i, I know they're, they're full soft. of jelly yeah because they love they love that milk yeah. you know that drink that milk from the fucking eyes Ugh. yeah seagulls are nasty business oh yeah not a not a fan of gulls 
Um, yeah. So uh, as you immediately try to walk away from this uh, festering ruin, um, a cyborg ninja appears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've we heard them talking about this uh, this creature, uh, this uh, uh, apparition of you know Shadow Moses. Uh, but uh, who knew if it was true? But now, yes, here we have our cyborg ninja refers to themselves as Mr. X um, after previously trying to call themselves Deep Throat. And well, Ryan... right, you, you specifically call him out on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, isn't that the same thing? Yeah. 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 Um, and this uh, this cyborg ninja says, you know, I'm I'm neither enemy nor friend. I'm just a messenger uh, sent by the Lali Lule Lo. Yes. Yeah, um, which we know about the Lolly Lulelo, right? These guys uh, have appeared before this. I can't remember if they're uh, if they're specifically mentioned in Metal Gear Solid One. Like, do 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 you want me to like just give give up the give up the game on what the Lolly Lulelo is? Yeah, let's let's talk about it because I'm you know uh, spoiler, and this is I'm not saying me and Cole haven't talked about this, and and you know this, I'm not saying this to be to start the showdown of the century or something like that, but yeah. it's going to be a while before I'm ready to do a mainline Metal Gear game again. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get two good metal gears under my belt before <laughs> like I need to play like Revengeance and Acid before I'm ready to go back to this because oh, yeah. I found this very taxing and annoying mm. uh, for the most part. Um and the good parts that are good are still good. Mm-hmm. Um the parts that I was dreading getting to them are as bad or worse than I remember yeah. for the most part. Like um so it's going to be a little while so we might as well spoil it because it's going to be a while since we're until we're back here yeah well, you so, so you have that reaction whereas i uh fired up and played the first chapter of uh, metal gear solid 4 i'm like yeah this is about what it what, what you'd expect these boss fights are fun um like i'm sure it's what i'd expect it's just the uh yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know it's it's a i'm not expecting to be surprised by it you know either way <laughs> yeah like uh you know it's just uh i mean and, we, and we've talked about that we don't have we'll well, i mean we probably will talk about that a little bit later because i think you can't we we talked about it in the first episode as well, but you can't talk about the ending of this game without acknowledging uh, the cutscene like heaviness. Yes, um, it's infamous for that. It's you know a lot of people brush it off as we mentioned last time, but I think it's definitely worth talking about because sure. uh, you know. Um, so anywho, um, yeah, tell me tell me about the lolly lollilulum. <laughs> the aluminum. No, la, yeah. la, the Lalilulelo is a code name for the Patriots. We have heard about the Patriots before. They're going to factor very heavily into the end of this. Uh, people say the Lalilulelo because of nanomachine programming. Uh, people who are not, um, you know, authorized to say or know about it, that is the only way they can vocalize the idea of the Patriots. Again, this is the uh, the, the mimetic control taking over. So yes. you'll notice the people who are able to say the Patriots are people who are um, either directly related to um, or associated with um, either the AIs, which we're going to find later, or Solid Snake, um, or, you know, any of the other clones of the big boss. Right. Uh, so and, it was never Ocelot. It was, Ocelot, it was uh, never it meant to sound cool. Like, right. it was never meant, it was meant, it's it's a silly name, um, you know, and, and I'm sure if it did come up in Metal Gear Solid 1, I made fun of it, because it's, it's a dumb name. It's yeah. supposed to sound like baby talk. Yeah. Is the it's, idea. it's just cycling through vowel sounds. Yes. No. Um, and that's revealed in four. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder how much of that's intentional from the from the get. Like if it was always meant to be recycling vowel sounds yeah. for this. Like, you know, especially since he never intended to make four. Right. There's... It, it reads like revisionist history to me. Yeah. Like, just, um, uh, like, hey, this is just a code name that is used to, you know, to like to, to like to describe this thing. There's a lot about four that is just them accounting for every single loose end and tying them together for better or worse. Yeah. 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 That's what that's what it reads like to me. Yeah. You know, like, um, but I mean, it, it's, yeah, 
the um, so yeah, so this is a, a representative of that organization, which we're going to learn a lot more about mm-hmm. uh, after this. Um, we're told that a Secret Service agent um, for kind of for this arc knows about the uh, where the president is because yes. we're still now that the bombs are done, our priority is rescuing the president. Um, we kind of learn a lot about how we can identify the Secret Service agent. It's because they have a pacemaker. Yes. So we have to go get a directional microphone uh, to listen to his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that, we're going to have to disguise ourselves as well. And that kind of forms this next little arc. Yes. Um, so the ninja gives you the uniform, uh, which will get you partway there. However, the guards in that particular part of the big shell carry different guns. So you need to find an unshipped AK-74U uh, to get in. Um, and also there's a retina scanner. So, you know, saddle up. You got to grab a body. Yeah. And there, there's some kind of like... Some hullabaloo about the guards in different sections wear different colored uniforms. Like, this isn't, like, a free pass. This is a pass to a very specific area. Yes. uh, Once you have that gun. Which is, like, it's a little bit like the fact that everyone can read that gun silhouette from any distance is mildly annoying to me. (laughs) But it's not, you know, not a big deal. It it is a kind of thing that I think would make sense. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes it makes a sense. But to immediately just be like, that's not the right gun. Mm. You know? These are just soldiers. They're not supposed to be you know, anything, anything more than that. Yeah. So it's fine. Like yep. there, it's, it's part of the, the list of objective objectives, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get you kind of exploring is a part of the game's objectives, but your objections. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's part of, it's a mild objective. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of, I kept thinking like what this should do is like, they should get the little question mark and then have to be really close to you yeah, to know, yeah. like this should still function as kind of a distance camouflage. I would think, mm-hmm. you know, oh, maybe that guy's like got his, like, maybe he fucked up and he left his gun in the locker. Maybe the gun is on the other side of his body. Mm-hmm. You know, any number of things that like, as opposed to just kind of instantly it being like you're, you know, wearing a big sign that says like, hey, <laughs> riding here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wearing a little wig over your helmet. <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to reintroduce some peril to this, uh, the ninja tells us, yes, they have the nuke and they also have uh, the nuclear football. Um, yes. So, and, you know, to Which comp- for people who don't know what that is, that's a briefcase that you have to use to arm the nuke. Yes. Um, and so the nuke is right inside the shell and always has been because this is not an environmental cleanup plant. And we know that from the beginning of the, you know, from the beginning of the game, this is a facility that is built to house a metal gear. So we are walking around on top of, you know, uh, (laughs) the, the, the author of the world's undoing. Yes. And we, there's foreshadowing with this nuke thing. When we first ran into that one secret service agent, he's, his arm is kind of hacked off at the wrist. Right. right. Uh, when we first ran a snake. Mm-hmm. So they, they do a good job of setting this up. Yeah. And they even like it even calls back to um, Snake or I'm sorry, Iroquois Pliskin being really yes. freaked out by seeing one of the Na- uh, one of the Navy SEALs uh, with yes. a broken off handcuff. Like, like, oh, shit, this is real. Yes. Uh, and the last thing the ninja gives us is a cell phone um, and says, like, hey, keep the controller's vibration function on because it's going to vibrate when you get a call, mm-hmm. uh, which is it's not the first of these like fourth wall breaking interface kind of messages uh foreshadowing things but it's it's one of the the first yes yeah Yeah. Uh, and this cell phone is the way that the ninja communicates with you it is not over the codec uh but it's just text messages um and it is mostly like hints for particular areas like warning you hey there's you know something you need to watch out for in this room you're in yeah which we talked about that a little bit last last episode where it's like a you know half half the time the game does that it's really good Mm -hmm. you know where it's like oh watch out in this room because there's this unforeseen threat and then they allow you to spot it um, it's obnoxious with landmines still because you can't spot them ahead of time, but it's, you know, it's fine. And then it also ends up being like if you kind of fuck around a little bit too much, mm-hmm. it, it will remind you of your goals and tell you where to go. Like it becomes a really explicit hint system. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And then uh, it's that you get a uh, next time you talk to Rose. I think this is a mandatory thing like, you know, Rose calls you to save or what have you. Yeah. Um, since after the boss fight, we get a little bit of closure um, earlier. You said to like, hey, look into Snake. Um, she says like, hey, Snake's body was dug up for DNA testing. Um, it tested a positive, but his right arm was missing. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 like we make the mystery sound, but it's no mystery. Like that yeah. was liquid's body. <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like, uh, that's one of the things in replaying this. I was like, all of this stuff is set up so obviously uh-huh. in retrospect, which is good. Like that's a, that is a good mark of a, of a twist that like when you play it again, you're like, oh, this is obvious the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. I know the first time I played it, it was more of a vague sense of something was wrong without actually knowing it. Right. But there are so many things that like lead to it. And that's that's actually to its credit. It is um, yeah. it pulling off the twist. Yeah. So, um, and like, we're so saturated, even if we haven't, uh, you know, <laughs> gone after and like tenaciously explored and pursued this, like we just know Metal Gear story and it's easy, you know, in, in hindsight to put this together. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So um, the next little yep. mission here, like we said, we're going to go into the core of shell one. We haven't been there before, um, in order to find Ames. Um, and in order to do that, we need to get the AK from, uh, from Strut F. Yes. Um, yeah, so this is uh, this little uh, you, you head you head there. You get that uh, AK. You do you do that before you disguise. Yes. There? Yeah. It's yeah. Like yeah it's, you just kind of go grab it. It's just one of those doors. Like you I, have a key card. I think. I think you get a key card as well from the ninja. Maybe. Yeah. I think it is just one of those. Hey, you've reached this point in the story, so you can go back through all of the go back through all of the struts um, yes. and check to see which which doors are going to open. Um, I, I can't remember if we made a big deal of that in uh, in, in in the first one. Um, yeah. but I just do not like that. There's um, a lot of backtracking in this game yeah. and the, the map is not very good. Like in this, I think I said that the first time you're like, well, it's, it's pretty good. I don't, this is where it's not good though, because you can't see what's in any of the struts. You know, it's, no, just, no, like, you it's such just... a zoom out. It's zoomed out to the degree to be useless. Yeah. It, it like literally just shows you like you can, you can highlight particular struts or bridges and get their name. Um, yeah. but that is really about it. And you, you cross-reference that with the title card that comes up when you enter. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I knew where I was at. Like, yeah. oh, which way I'm going. But as far as the content of any of these struts, like, it's, you don't get any information. Mm-hmm. And that's very frustrating for these backtrack things where it's like, okay, now I have a level three card. Mm-hmm. Where were there level three doors? Yeah. Um, and that's what you're doing here to get the, the AK. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I think that strut's pretty near where you need to go. Um, but yeah, like, whenever you got an upgraded card, it was like, okay, just make a, make a circuit. Yeah. You know, and that that ended up becoming pretty tedious to me. There's a lot of backtracking in this game, yeah. and the game also in going through uh, the the second time, realizing how little like actual space this game takes up mm-hmm. is kind of amazing. Like, uh, you don't you know there's there's two whole um, cores uh, shells with different struts. You never go into the struts of the second one though. No, no. Um, you know, you really just the, these six rooms, mm-hmm. these like six sets, like little tiny mini levels are all you really do, and then the core. Right. And then you're in the end game, which is, you know, where space becomes abstract and starts breaking down, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but initially, like it, it, the game takes place over a very, very small amount of space. Right. It feels like the entire like, you know, 70 percent of it you spend in big shell is about as big as the tanker, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's it. So it ends up be, they end up reusing that space a lot without meaningfully recontextualizing it. Right. Um, and that ended up being a real frustration. Like every time I had to go through any of the warehouse rooms. Mm hmm. Again, to get like when I have to go get the sniper rifle, when I have to go get the, the AK, AK, things like that, um, I just became annoyed at having to clear them again. Yeah. You know, like I've, I've already done this, <laughs> you know, um, so I, I wish that was a little bit. I wish they had added those into new spaces because there is nothing to suggest the depth 
of these. There was no reason not to have another floor or whatever. Yeah. You know, play with the verticality of these and actually have me explore new spaces with new challenges. Right. Um, yeah. So it it is a little bit of a bummer that there is very little space and there's not a lot of density of ideas uh, yeah. between them. That's I mean, that's that's a good way to put it, as opposed to uh, Metal Gear Solid 1, right? Which which I think does a really good job of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you go into um, you still spend way too much time backtracking in that game. And it's really obvious, you know, when you do with the hot and cold card. Mm-hmm. But the um, I get you get a sense in that game of like every room kind of having a purpose. Mm hmm. You know, and here I don't get that. Right. Um, you know, there's a and you go to the rooms way, many more times. So I think that's kind of a frustration uh, kind of thing gameplay wise mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Shadow, um, Shadow Moses just felt like much more of a functional facility. Than yeah. This one. Shadow, way better sense of place. And again, you know, it's supposed to be like that, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's still frustrating to play through. Right. And, um, and contributes like like when you say, oh, the oatmeal, uh, the, the unflavored oatmeal of the big shell. That's what you're talking about. That's a big part of what I'm talking about, for sure. The rest of it is all Emma. Uh, Emma is the oatmeal <laughs> she, elemental. Yeah. <laughs> like, e- e- e. Yeah, um, e- e. she's she, the Emma elemental. And she takes yeah. up such a small portion of the game, but, like, leaves such a huge dent, I think, in the goodwill. If you know what, what, like, what to do with her, it's pretty quick. Yeah. Right? Like, if you know exactly where to go, if you, you know, if you end up spending any time wandering around, it can be pretty obnoxious. Yeah. So it, it does go quick if you end up knowing exactly what to do, for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, she's it, it's a weird like we'll get to it. But I think that, that is a really, really weird part of this game that like like doesn't work for me. Right. Like. Incest. <laughs> I just, I don't, like it is like it, it that like destroys so much of my goodwill towards Otacon because he acts like the way he acts in that is just so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to it. But like, oh, the last thing I want you to hear before I die is I railed your mom. Great. <laughs> good, good job, Otacon. That's like what a real person would do. And that's a, you know, an emotionally intelligent, reasonable thing. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, way, way to way to go. Um, you know, that feels real and good. Um, uh, well, they, they hate each other. So maybe that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, but she doesn't. She kind of wants to fuck him, too. Yeah. Like she's kind of like that. Why? Yeah, why it's, it, it's it's really. Um, yeah. Why are you doing this sex shit? Like, why is this incest subplot in the middle of this conspiracy game? Like, other than that, it makes your boner hard. Like, it's... why, 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 why? Yeah, and there, like there's prop, there's probably some cultural reason that I don't know about, but I have no idea. It's um, yeah, that's not an excuse. It's still weird yeah. and off-putting. It's it's such a like I run to that uh, the excuse comes up a lot in it's even in like it's in Western. It's not it's somewhat a cultural thing, but just so nobody thinks I'm just picking on Japanese games, right? Like mm-hmm. it ends up becoming kind of a part of say like Royal Tenenbaums, where uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's character and um, Luke Wilson's character, Owen mm-hmm. Wilson's character. One of the Wilson's characters um, <laughs> where they they kind of are in love because they they find out one of them was adopted or whatever. Right, right. right? Like, so it's like, oh, we can be in love. Well, it's like, well, you still fucking grew up together. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like that's not it's very much like that. Like, oh, I'm technically I'm actually technically 18, even though I look like I'm 14. Yeah. You know, it's not what the number is. It's not the actual definition. That's the important part. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that defines the skis. Yeah. And it's like the greater context. It's like that. It looks like a 14 year old. Or that they grew up and was your sister the whole time you grew up. Like, yeah. those are the things that make it gross, <laughs> not just the definition. Yeah. Well, and then you then you go and look at, got it, like, some people are getting so angry that we're talking about incest. Um, <laughs> the game I, t- deals with incest. It's a major, it's supposed to be an emotional plot point. Like, I know. Not, you can't talk about Metal Gear Solid 2 without talking about incest. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, but I was going to I was gonna take it over. And, like, you look at Arrested Development, which for three seasons did a will-they-won't-they they between people who would have been first cousins. And, like, it ends with, like, a, a, like a, a, a fucking course not. 
Like it doesn't yeah. matter if she's if she's uh, uh spoilers for Arrested Development if she's Sitwell's you know Sitwell's grand granddaughter or whatever and not you know and not actually you know you know blood blood related like she's still your cousin you idiot. <laughs> well, and it's also like you can play something like that for comedy. Yeah, and I think it works a lot better than playing it for pathos. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the the real difference. Like here, it just seems ridiculous and not in a funny way in a like, mm-hmm. what are you even doing? You know, like in, in like a shake, shake my damn head way, as opposed to like rest <laughs> development, which is hilarious. Like, yeah. you know, like the the and it's it's that's buoyed by performances that are are really great, you know, comic timing of uh, yeah. Michael Sarah and stuff. Yeah. And those things are really great. Um, So, like, there's a way to do that. It just, you know, doing it for laughs is a lot safer, I think, than. Than trying to break my heart with the fact, like, isn't it sad that these people who are related didn't get a chance to fuck before one of them died? <laughs> no, no, it's pretty good actually. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, yeah. it stopped you from doing an abomination. Like, <laughs> like it is only through through the, the will of the patriots that this crime against nature did not happen. Uh, <laughs> like, they, you lolly lowly lucked out, man. Like, it's, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> you you dodged that bullet because she did like, like fortune yeah, yeah. like <laughs> i guess it was a knife uh, yeah <laughs> um, but we're about two and a half hours ahead of ourselves though yeah we'll, we'll yeah we'll get there um it just it you know anywho um so now you can disguise yourself which is pretty like this is actually pretty fun right yes. to like change gears and be fun like be fun for a little bit i like the um the section of you being in disguise is really cool. And it reminded me of the very cool section in Metal Gear Solid 3 where you get to do that. Yep. Like, I always like this kind of thing. Um, you can do a lot of fun shit. Yeah. Uh, this is a good place for emergent kind of fuck aroundery. Mm-hmm. I didn't do too much of that this time, and I can't recall any specifics. Can you give me some uh, some undercover tales? Um, you know, I, I only did a little bit of it and then, like, restarted. Because, again, I was playing with this with, uh, with save states. Mm-hmm. So I could do it. But it's more just, like, you get access to the guards. Mm-hmm. So what I end up doing, and there are other more imaginative ways to do this, but like you can go up and just plant C4 on a guy, you know, and they just <laughs> let you do it like shit like that, which yeah. is pretty fun. Um, you know, you can go up and uh, uh, just like spray cool into people's faces. Like you can just kind of be a dick. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there are other like kind of trickier things you can do, but there's a there's a lot of like just having that access makes a big difference. Yeah. You can do your asshole physics. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, but the, uh, the, the actual goal of this is when you're down in the room with the hostages, you have this directional microphone and you're listening to people's heartbeats. You're trying to listen for the electric hum of the, of uh, the pacemaker. Um, and that will, you know, give you the ability to, uh, you know, well, uh, to, to alert him to speak through this microphone that also projects sound, which is, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I thought you were just speaking to him. Oh, I thought you were just saying like, Hey. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were uh, I thought you were speaking through the microphone. No, I mean, who knows? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, but I, I always assumed you just like, you were finding the one to talk to. Yeah. Um, and the, the way that this is tricky, there's a guard patrolling. Um, you know, he can't see you with this out if he sees you without your gun, which, again, mm-hmm. that kind of pushes the, you know, the credibility to me. Like these guys, you just can't put down your gun when you're in uniform or or they, the whole they, base they goes on alert. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So that 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 to me pushes a little bit of credibility. But like the. um you know, so you had to kind of like watch his patrol. It's kind of, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though like it's a little bit undercut by the fact that the Ames is the only one with a unique model. Yeah. Um, they reuse like, there's like a girl, a guy and a black guy. <laughs> and that those are the hostages. And there's one guy with different hair and that's Ames. So mm. you can point him out that way too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, uh, you talk to him and he says he was sent by the Lali Lulelo, um, just like you were. You're like, what? And then uh, Ocelot watches you over a camera. Uh, and knows what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So AMSA is that the president, you know, needs to log into the football every hour of his own free will. Um, otherwise, you know, things will uh, kind of go pear-shaped. Yeah, because of science. Yes. Like it has to be of his free will because it monitors, like, his sweat or his heartbeat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it sees how relaxed he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, while you're talking to him over over Kodak, uh, Snake walks in. Um, I put Snake in quotes there. I guess you couldn't see me make the quotes. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is mortifying. That's, that's the sound effect you could make. Yeah. Uh, for, for quotes. <laughs> Snake. Oh. Creak, <laughs> creak. Arthritis. Um. <laughs> oh, my bones. Uh, Snake walks in. Um, and, you know, you take this moment to listen in uh, using this directional microphone to uh, Snake, who is a much older man um, with a different voice. It's not David Hayter um, talking with Ocelot and Olga, uh, kind of doing this check in. Um, and Snake says, hey, we're that much closer to establishing a new outer heaven. Yes. Outer heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, a meaningful words to uh, to the player, but then also to Raiden because he studied the shit. Yes. Um, and there's a couple of these like barely interactive cutscenes where you have to aim the directional mic. Like people kind of walk away from each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not, I mean, it's hard to even, I don't know what it adds. And I don't think it, it's, but it's also hard to be com- complain about. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a barely interactive thing. It's just kind of notable because they do it a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, so AIM says the plan was to launch the, nu- launch the nuke into the atmosphere and liberate Manhattan. Yeah, by uh, doing like a EMP. EMP, yes. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, like, and, and it's like noteworthy that specifically you need to fry every single electric circuit in order to be out from under the Patriots' control. Like that yes. is the, the, that is what they're getting at here, even if AIM does, AIMS doesn't say it directly. It's partly it's that and then the surface level, which I think is still also part of the plan mm-hmm. uh, for Solidus, a.k.a. Snake, is the um, the Fight Club ending. Yes. Right. Like uh, getting rid of the world's like kind of electronic infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very it's very dark age ending of Deus Ex. Yes. Uh, kind of thing. Um, Ocelot comes. You have just like you have to get out your AK. They say, like, get out your AK. And then Ocelot saunters on up <laughs> uh, <laughs> like slowly. You get out your AK and you have this whole kind of discussion like this, you know, will he find me out? Won't he mm-hmm. take off your mask, etc.? cetera. Um, Ames has a heart attack uh, here, gets up ding, while ding, everyone kind of you know, reacts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the uh, same thing that happens to the DARPA chief. And um, while this is happening, eventually, um, as you're about to get found out, uh, the cyborg comes back and almost slices off Ot- or, uh, Ocelot's hand. Yeah. And uh, and blocks bullets with a blade and says, get out of here. Right. And that's how you get out. Yeah. Um, how was the ninja so close? Well, we'll find out at the end of the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Other than the ninja just appears wherever the ninja yeah, wants yeah. to appear, more or less. The, like the, the ninja's plot powered. Yes. Yeah. So, um, with the you know sole person who knows where the president is dead, we only have. Um, you know his last known location over in shell two uh to go on and so we need to mosey on over but it is not going to be quite as easy uh as navigating the rest of the shell because they have basically rigged the connecting bridge to blow yes and they, they tell us this during that uh cut scene with the directional mic yes. um so you have to get a they tell you, you have, like somebody tells you i can't remember is a ninja or campbell or somebody or snake it's like somebody tells people. you 
Yeah, like everyone tells you <laughs> at length over and over that you have to go get a sniper rifle. Um, you go back to that warehouse room, which I like. As I said, I have a bone to pick with. Yeah. Um, this is also where you get a grenade launcher and another machine gun. Yeah. I feel like Metal Gear games always have two machine guns that are barely different. Yeah. Um, which is uh, kind of goes into like something I want to talk about at the end of the game. Um, at the end of the episode, rather, mm-hmm. about kind of like the you know the the Kojima military fetishization mm. kind of thing. Because uh, you know, it, playing playing through this game gave me kind of a revelation about that and how it fits into his career hmm. in a way that I want to see what your thoughts are on. Okay. Um, but the um, so you go there and you get those things, and this uh, part of the the game, like this little segment, is awesome. Oh, this is great. This is super super fun, and like I was like, oh man, like this is this is really good. Mm-hmm. So you're you're at this little like kind of like uh, shooting gallery. Yeah. Right. To find these little bits of dynamite, you have to hit the uh, the green glowing light that's surrounded by. Uh, syntax so you can't blow it up and you have to find these like 10 hidden uh c4 things Mm -hmm. and they're really cleverly hidden yeah um (laughs) this is great this is super fun like you know and again this is using the first person view uh to very very good effect because most of the most of the hidden ones require you to like find subtly different vantage points you know either be laying down or crouching or move over to a different side of the landing um, mm-hmm. some are up close and it's easier to hit them with, uh, you know, with your, with your SOCOM, uh, you know, the ones that are really far away, you have to use the PSG one, uh, to, you know, to get a hold of, even if you take the pentasmin or whatever it is, the, the, the mm-hmm. tranquilizers, you still have like a little bit of sway, um, yeah. to your, to, 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 your move. Uh, and there are two that are incredibly cleverly hidden. Yeah. Yeah. And, and finding those like, th- that's kind of my favorite part is just kind of figuring it out. So like. The first one um, that's hidden on top of a cipher um, <laughs> of the two hidden ones, um, I found out about because I just shot down the cipher. Oh, yeah. And then I was blew like, I don't want to deal with that later. Yeah. And it blew everything up. I was like, what the fuck? You know, because I'd forgotten <laughs> the specifics of this puzzle. Right. Um, and then went back and looked at it more closely. And I'm like, oh, that's really clever. Um, the other one is behind a flag. Yeah. <laughs> which is like that flag is very conspicuous, you know, but it kind of feels a little bit like cheating to put it there. So you don't think about it. Mm hmm. Not like cheating, but just like, oh, they wouldn't do that. And then they did. It's yeah. like, it's very clever and cool. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they put it up there. It's the, uh, it's, it's the Sons of Liberty flag, um, yeah. you know, for, you know, for that group. So I guess they got some custom ones sewn up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they, they had a Vistaprint account. <laughs> well, Vistaprint just launched their own Metal Gear. So <laughs> Vistaprint.com. <laughs> so they had it in with them. It just goes around handing out free shitty business cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vistaprint, your source for artisanal you know low quality metal gears that just kind of fall apart <laughs> so, like the like the the methane wanzers in front mission three <laughs> yeah um but uh it, like the, the the wind is blowing so that the so the flag is covering it up uh most of the time uh for most of your vantage points and you just have to be paying attention for like the intermittent times when it is down to actually notice that there is a blinking green light behind it yeah super cool yeah it's a little frustrating uh, that like it's never really clear that you've gotten all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just the, the game moves on. You get a call. Yeah. When you, when you get them all, but you don't know that you don't right, know what's right. going to do it. So you could walk forward thinking mm-hmm. you've got them all because yeah. it's like, I can't see anymore and then blow up and then be yeah. like, okay. Or like walk forward thinking, Oh, I'm going to get closer. I'm going to have like a different vantage point. Like this is, blows up. yeah, this is a really cool puzzle. Like what more can I see when I'm down when I'm down there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you should have just had a counter. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, like you, you know, even like having a little like video game ass counter would have supported your thesis, not broke it, you know. So right. that would have been smart. Um, when you get done with them, uh, Plitzkin calls, introduces you to Otacon. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about Otacon is you can pilot that escape chopper that we, they've talked about. Yes. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, so we're, we're, we're talking to them uh, and my team will not actually confirm who Pliskin or Otacon actually are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's like this kind of embarrassing rationalization uh, that Raiden makes when they say it's not possible because, uh, you know, Snake died in the, uh, you know, uh, died by sinking that tanker. You know, Otacon went into hiding like nobody has ever seen him again. This is impossible. And Raiden says, no, anybody who's been on this kind of sneaking mission would have the integrity to... <laughs> yeah like what are you talking about man a little little snake fanboyism yeah yeah you know which, which is uh, plays into it but it that's you know it's fine yeah. it's annoying though like it's a, it's a little bit like goofy yeah um the man uh, arrives to give you a, a message uh from the the patriots yes. here, um, as you as you cross yeah so uh this whole place becomes a you know a boss fight arena. The man who shows up is the person who was calling himself Snake before. He calls himself Solid Snake now. Um he's got this kind of crazy mechanical coat on. Uh he's an older gentleman, very gruff voice. Um and, and plus, for go- confusion, like just for confusion's sake, let's just start calling him Solidus now. Yes. So we're not referring to Snake in the third person as referring to like many characters. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's call him Solidus. So this the, yeah. the this is ultimately revealed to be Solidus. Um <laughs> uh and uh Pliskin, you know, the actual solid snake, arrives on his helicopter and he flips out when he figures out that somebody is you know, using his code name. Yeah, using his code name. Um Solidus calls Pliskin brother and yeah. You know, says like, yes, he is the big boss to beat big boss. Yeah, he suit flexes. He does a lot of these little anime slides too. Yeah, like he slides on the ground and makes sparks. Yeah, uh, that's kind of kind of his move. Um, he fires these. Uh, Pliskin fires some grenades at Solid Snake, mm-hmm. uh, who jumps out of the way and then gets into into a Harrier, uh, piloted by Vamp. Right. <laughs> so, um, so Vamp just like VTOLs up and is like, hop in. Yeah, it's me, Vamp. <laughs> Um, yeah. hi, I'll be your pilot, pilot today. Um, so, and this is, uh, introduces our boss fight, uh, against the Harrier. Yeah. Uh, very similar to our boss fight against the Hind D. Yes. In uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah. So the Harrier uh, does its uh, kind of strafing runs, and you have a Stinger uh, missile launcher. Uh, Snake throws one down for you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Snake and Otacon are kind of offering you cover fire or support fire, uh, making this, you know, kind of a two-on-one fight, uh, which yeah. is which, which is pretty neat. I mean, mostly they, they give you supplies. Yes. Like, mostly they drop rations and bullets for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't notice them shoot, uh, shoot back, but maybe I, I just didn't, didn't see it. Cause I was, you know, paying attention. I was trying not to get <laughs> trying not to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a, you know, a suitably, I don't like this word, but it is a suitably epic, uh, you know, epic fight. Uh, you know, you're yeah. shoot, shooting down, um, shooting down a jet. It, it, it falls down a little bit. Um, and that isn't a pun. I just did that accidentally. Um, by the fact that the failure mode for taking any kind of damage is to fall over and take five minutes I, to get up. That drives me fucking nuts. Like that gets so annoying in the uh, the last fight yes. that they they do with uh, the stinger. Mm-hmm. Um, that drives me fucking nuts. Um, I think like I agree. I think this is reasonably fun. It loses some points for me by basically being the high and D fight. Yeah, yeah. Like I get that it's intentional to kind of do these quotes, but it is too direct of a quote. Like mm-hmm. it's a totally different kind of aircraft, but it plays very similarly. Yes. To that fight and like. You know, I just I've just done this. It's not even that different in the new with the new camera. No, you know, no. since you aimed in first person in, in Metal Gear Solid One with the um 
with the stinger. Yeah. So it ends up like playing almost exactly the same. Yeah. It's all about, you know, maintaining line of sight, um, yes. you know, during these opportunities where it is not firing on you, getting a shot off and then getting out of the way. So it's different, but maybe not different enough for me. Right. Um, but still, still reasonably fun. Like I like that fight in Elgar Solid one as well. Yeah. So reasonably fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Harrier goes down, um, Solid Snake, your character, uh, loses an eye. Yes. Uh, like Solidus, right? Yeah, Solidus. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm just looking at the notes, but yeah. yeah. Solidus loses an eye, not Pliskin. <laughs> right. um, and uh, as he's going down, Metal Gear, Gear Ray emerges and fires off tons of anti-air bombs. Yeah. Um, to kind of destroy, uh, like, does, you know, this does a bunch of stuff, mostly to get rid of the chopper, but kind of sets off explosions kind of everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are these kind of cool little bombs that have uh, little propellers on them. Yeah, it's like, like a Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got yeah. little, little eyes drawn on it. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. I love this line as uh, as as Solidus is in, is in Metal Gear Ray. They got my eye! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, and this is the point where Vamp, uh, you know, having gotten out of the Harrier, runs across the water to escape. Yeah. Yep. Which he can do because of nanomachines, <sighs> a.k.a. vampirism. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, at this point, you know, the world's slowest boy uh, finally confronts <laughs> Pliskin about being Snake. <laughs> like, like Prince Dipshit uh, has figured out, figured things out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and kind of explains things. This is one of those things where, like, uh, I'm trying to think of other examples that do it better, but so like dramatic irony is when the, the, the viewer knows something the characters don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened earlier in this with all these things that we've already figured out. Um, I just feel like there's gotta be a way where the game doesn't quite like as, as drawn out, explain what the, they know the viewer already knows. Mm-hmm. Like I know Raiden doesn't know it. So it's important for Raiden to find out that they got liquid's body and used it to fake snakes death and everything. Yeah. But in a game that like it kind of plays into the pacing of the cutscenes in this where like everything has to be explained. There's no summary. Like yeah. there's never any break in the action. We never leave the character mm-hmm. um, to just kind of gloss over this stuff. It all happens in real time. Yeah. So these time these points where like there's a lot of problems, I think, with the pacing of the cutscenes in this. It's, you know, as bad as it ever gets when it's literally characters explaining to each other stuff that I already know. Yeah. Like, it just, it feels like such a colossal waste of my time. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, man, I already fucking know this. I know Raiden doesn't know it, mm-hmm. but you're punishing me for him being stupid. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, just like, there's, there's just, there's a way that fiction deals with this that isn't just having. Yeah. Well, it's like, know, uh, it's like North by Northwest. If I'm thinking of the right movie where like they have to, ca- they have to get somebody up to speed and they walk under a plane. And like, you know, the, the camera kind of pans away and you, you know, they're, they're, they're talking is drowned out by the propeller noise and they come out on the other side and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's just, there's lots of ways to do it. Right. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a problem that fiction has dealt with some time immemorial. Like, I feel like there's probably like ancient Greek plays that do this better, <laughs> you know? And it just, it's such a good example of like where, you know, what my problem is with the talkiness of this game. Yeah. Well, because I, everything has to be said. So there, there, there are two possible reads for this, right? Either um, it is written in such a way that underestimates the viewer um, and says, "Okay, if we don't recap this, they're going to be they're going to be lost." Um, or th- this is Ko- Ko- Kojima saying, "Like, oh, this is the, uh, g- giving his work more more credit than it deserves for being like complicated and nuanced." Yeah, you know, like oh, we, like we need to recover the same ground so people will be ready for when we introduce new stuff on top of this. 
it, it could it it could be like it could be either of those things. I don't like either of them. Right. It reminds me of. I'm like, not, it, I'm not it, saying either of those are yeah. good things. No, it's either yeah, it's either it's either underestimating something which like has underestimate right in the word right. Like mm-hmm. it's it's uh, underestimate has to be a mistake, yeah. or otherwise you just estimate it. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's one of those two things. But like it reminds me a lot of that kind of storytelling style in uh, that we talked about in 999, mm-hmm. where like, you know, it just it had to give me a little bit of credit for having like memory more than a goldfish. Yeah, you know, and and it, it's it's I find it very annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, and and this is um, this isn't the turning point. Like, the turning point is is coming soon, where the game becomes kind of way more cutscene than game. Yeah. And a lot of the cutscene is this kind of thing. Like characters explain to each other what the player already knows mm-hmm. if the player is paying attention. And, you know, maybe some, maybe the player wouldn't get that, mm-hmm. you know, um, but that's OK. Right. Like, I think it would be better to leave that ambiguous and have a little have to make me do a little bit of work. Yeah. Make this actually like, you know, uh, make it as opposed to being something that's like a little bit richer when you play it again. Make it something that's like, oh, like now I get it. Like mm-hmm. those games could be so much more. Yeah. You know, if you if you treated this like. Like a novel, like if you if you're trying to make this thing that is a grand work of fiction that has that complexity, treat it as such. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't you don't read like a a book with a lot of ambigu- ambiguity where characters do this. Right. They let the they let the reader figure some stuff out. And what I think it is is when you talked about those two different ways that it could be, I think it's the second one mm-hmm. because you know reading analysis like watching the ending again um, and reading analysis of it. There's a lot of parts where it's like, oh, this is. Uh, snake talking to the player saying like you have to look for the meaning behind the words like you have to you have to figure out the philosophy behind these games like and i think that there's a little bit of like kojima being a little bit high on his own supply with this shit mm-hmm. um like just really really over esteeming this yeah um you know not that it's not there aren't cool ideas on on display mm-hmm. but the the way it's presented is so condescending and and repetitive that like it does undercut his message quite a bit to me yeah you know, it's not the message; it's how it's told that is is such a problem. Yeah, like don't take these, don't take make these maneuvers to reduce confusion on the part of the viewer. All right, this is the viewer, a viewer instead of player, because that's that that's kind that's of what's, where that's we're what at we're right going to move to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, don't like like don't take that when it's still going to be confusing, and when that's kind of the part of it is to make you question the reality. Like, and a lot of the stuff, you know, so like right here, they're talking about, oh, like that body they found, you know, it was, it was Liquid's body and they used it to fake his death. So Snake could operate under the radar, blah, blah, blah. Like that's just backstory. That's context. That yeah. doesn't actually set up, doesn't really set up any 100%. of the action. That doesn't play in, and it also doesn't play into like the end really mm-hmm. that are the important things. So like that, it, it connects to a grander Kojima like issue, which is, this is a cliche, but it's 100% true is that he could use an editor. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that came through in the ending of this to me when I watched it again, where like the parts that were cool, were still cool. There's a lot of cruft. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are like, not at like, you know, the least charitable read would be like, this is not even really worth saying. The more charitable read is like, this is interesting, but not nearly as interesting as the strong part of this mm-hmm. that, and it's to the detriment of the cool part. Yeah. Like stuff like this is to the detriment of the the neat things that happen. Yeah, you know, um, it's like um like uh, it reminds me, and they actually do this. I was looking up like subsistence differences, um, but it's like how in uh, RE4, like how you if you play Ada's campaign, you get to see the minutia of how everything happened, mm-hmm. and the main game really wisely leaves that out because it's like the player can probably figure it out. Yeah, you know, this should have been like that. 
Yeah. You know, but just nobody, everybody is so, you know, insecure about me knowing anything mm -hmm. or knowing everything that they like just have to take the time. <laughs> and, and again, it's one of those things. It could be, it could be one of two things. Either he is insecure about the quality of his ideas or the flow of his narrative. Or hyper secure. <laughs> exactly. Right. So yeah. I'm insecure. So I have to build all of this extraneous scaffolding to make sure like, Hey, are you paying attention? Did you get that? Did you get that? Or I am like way too, way too confident that every single part of this is indispensable. So none of it can go away. Like, yeah, like literally nothing can be glossed over. Whereas if you didn't figure that little tiny plot point out, you would still could get the broader themes and be okay. Right, right. You know, like no problem. And like what it, so it, it ends up being very like prescriptive mm -hmm. in a way, like uh, the way that like Kojima, the way that he does this, the way that he not just is like emphasis on, on you know, cutscenes and, and the like ends up being like, Hey, you have to take from this the way that I want you to take it, mm -hmm. you know, and more than like almost like almost any other kind of like medium or like art, right? Like anything I've experienced, it's hard for me to think of something else that is so prescriptive in how it wants me to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That ends up being very frustrating because that's not how I think of not just games, but it's not how I think of anything, mm -hmm. right? Like there's, there's a, there's a cliche that like, Oh, why doesn't Kyojima just make a movie? Kojima would maybe be terrible at making movies. Yeah. No movies are like this. Like, yeah. no. Well, no, like, no movie is 12 hours like, long. <laughs> no movie is 12. Like, the movie cut of this that you can find on YouTube, because I was, like, reviewing some cutscenes to find them all together, is five and a half hours long. Yeah. Like, he would be terrible at making movies. Mm -hmm. Like, he'd be good at, like, making, like, music videos or something where he could just do these kind of, like, cool action cutscenes. Mm -hmm. But movie-wise, like, no, no art is like this. Right. You know, it's, it's like, it just, it's, it breaks rules that I think are there for a reason, you know, and it, it just, it really takes, and I understand it doesn't, it's one of the most popular video game makers of all time. Like it doesn't yeah, yeah. have that same effect on everybody. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, replaying this really did like, uh, solidify like no, no pun intended, like the, um, some of my issues with this and why it's an issue. Mm -hmm. It's not just that it's long stretches of non-interactive talking. Yeah. It's that the content of that talking is unvaluable and counter fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, in in a way that like really bugs me. Yeah, um, it really is. And so, like, you, you <laughs> it becomes less about accepting that you're going to be spending a lot of time sitting down and you know and watching this. You know, it becomes less about going into it knowing that you're going to be passive, right? And becomes more yeah. about like, what is your tolerance for panning for gold? Because I think. I'm more kind to Kojima than you are, but even you acknowledge that like there are some like good ideas here and like, Oh, totally. And, 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 like, like, we're we're going to get to that Campbell thing. And that's yep. one of my favorite things that happens in games. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that is, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> and I love it. It's just the fact that like, he's, you know, it's that I have to pan. Right. You know, like, yeah, like you're saying, sorry to cut you off, but like, no, no, I like just like people know who are like getting frustrated with me. Like, it's not that I'm not recognizing the cool stuff. Yeah. It's just the uncool stuff hurts. Yes, it is. It is. It, and like it hurts in a way that is like deleterious It's detrimental to the quality of those ideas, because one of the things that I that I like about Kojima and his indulgence is when you when you play these games, you get a sense of like, oh, this was something like or the, this is a series of ideas or a premise that he was just really, really passionate about, like way too passionate, like <laughs> he was so passionate about it that it hurt the actual work. But he wanted to get these ideas across. Um, I kind of wonder how Kojima would be as an essayist. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's that's kind of what some of this ends up being. And the parts well, you can, of the You ending, can find the parts where the characters just read you essays. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that literally happens at the end of this. So, yeah. yeah you, you can see how he is as an essayist pretty soon. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just like, well, like without that other stuff, because, like, he, he, he is a keen observer of some of, of, of some of this stuff. The problem is he's putting it into a game. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that problem is not just it's a it's a multifaceted problem, I yeah. guess, is my point with specifically this, specifically with this, where it's not just, hey, it's a game. You know, if you want me to get something, you should make me play it instead of telling me. Right. You know, like do don't show, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to show don't tell like a game requires an additional level of engagement. That's the strength of the medium. Yeah. Um, and it's it goes into that like that question I want to ask you at the end to you like and not trying to build that up too much, but it ends up it's another angle of like is this valuable as a game mm. that I kind of kind of came across with this and through that and also through like Slack discussions because this has been a hot topic on Slack mm. uh, recently. So we'll get we'll get to it. It's it's interesting, right? Like it's yeah. a, like how do you solve a problem like Kojima? Like it it is an interesting <laughs> yeah. problem, but this is just such a good example of like guys, I already fucking know this. And yeah. even if, you know, and that's not a brag, like, it's not like, it's like, oh, like, you know, hey, have a heart for people who are a little slow on the uptake. It's also something you don't need to know. Yeah. You know, filling in all those details is not how anything works. Yeah. Like any story works. Yeah. Like, 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 so, let, let, let me, let me tie that knot myself. Like the pieces are there. We have a body. So good if I do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll, it'll be, I'll, I'll feel like I own part of the story if I figure this shit out. That's like, it is it is not like oh you were saying like oh let let me well let me put this together let me (laughs) but it's like they give you all the pieces and they're so close together body genetically identical to solid snake um arm missing oh there was somebody who didn't have an arm who now has an arm and is talking like that other person clone of snake yeah like you know who has an arm like it would be it would just be kind of cool to be able to you know it goes into like what we talk about with like uh you know, in a lot of ways, like Miyazaki or Dark Souls is the opposite form of storytelling, mm-hmm. right? Because it is it is letting you do all the pieces. Mm-hmm. And like that was a revolutionary thing for us, right? Like yeah. we came to that storytelling thing. and was like, wow, you can fucking tell stories like this. <laughs> and so many things don't haven't even matched that. Right. So right. like that experience of Dark Souls one of putting together the pieces ourselves, like doing the archaeology, doing the work is like feels like a triumph. This to me feels like a little kid writing. Like the mm-hmm. ideas are more complicated than that, but the fact that like everything has to be in order and literal and, and tied together feels like amateurish writing to me. Yeah. Like the opposite of, of that. And I think you're right. Like he has a keen observer. Some of these ideas are very good mm-hmm. and are sophisticated, right? Like they're, they're good ideas, but his, the way he tells his stories is such an abject failure Yeah, that like, it just, it, it kills it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it kills it as an experience. Like, yeah. It is panning for gold, but it's like paying for gold with like in shackles, you know, or with one arm tied behind my back. Yeah. Like, so anywho, sorry to like to, to, <laughs> no, to, to, to do it, to do a Kojima filibuster about Kojima. Yes. Yeah. To do a Kojima ask filibuster. Yeah. Just imagine I was a boss that said that like that, that was, that was before my, my death. Just imagine that that was, that was playing over like beat, like B roll footage of yeah, like bookstores and movie theaters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like somebody cut that out of this and put that on youtube it's a very funny idea cool yeah pitch up my voice down like half a step um, 
Oh man, oh man. <laughs> so somewhere in there we get the relevant the relevant information is they're getting uh, riding back up to speed, which is, hey, I am the actual solid snake here in the flesh. What your team found was, you know, a body that we yeah. went to great lengths to get, you know, Liquid's body, uh, in order to throw the authorities off, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and so they're actually here because there's a new Metal Gear prototype. Uh, so it's it's not Ray. Um, it's another one. And the, you have to save Emma Emmerich, yes. who is here, uh, Otacon's sister. And she's going to be able to help with that. So that kind of, that's not quite the next goal. We still have to deal with the president, but that's kind of foreshadowing. Right. Um, uh, and when you're... You call Colonel, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says, and, that's not, that was never part of the simulation. In a very human way. Yeah. In a very human, and again, good foreshadowing, right? Like, mm -hmm. the, um, you know, he's not part of the simulation, you have to ignore him. Like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> that's the way a computer would think that's binary you yeah. know like okay. um pretty good yes um now for the platforming section <laughs> jesus this this is dire gary yeah this, this um, really sucks oh my god um and I, I i do not remember having as much trouble with this before but like this is not um an engine that can support this precise of movement when you're running yeah. when you're running down that pipe trying not to slip on gull shit yeah yeah that gull shit killing me on this was very frustrating yeah because <laughs> it was just like oh okay like it's kind of before that was funny now it's actually a hazard it means i have to crawl this like a massive like crawl down this massive pipe yeah you know like this this excruciatingly slow crawl to make sure i don't slip in shit yeah um but yeah like well the, the reason you're doing this is because the battle uh destroyed the connecting bridge between the two yeah yeah yep 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 um, um yeah but it, it's pretty annoying right like and it's it's like ledging it's hanging things like that like if you had, if you'd done pull-ups maybe it would help in this section but um yeah. <laughs> like that was that was supposed to be an easter egg why is that now all of a sudden like yeah it would be it would be a major major help um i ended up like setting out somebody saw me at some point i don't remember when and ended up doing this whole section kind of alarmed and getting shot and falling down makes uh any of these sections super fun <laughs> so this was this, this was really annoying yeah uh, but i just wanted to get through it because again like you know the, this weird constant push and pull between a sense of urgency and then making me stop to listen to things then making me do things like this like there's there's a there's a lot being pulled in a lot of different directions here yeah and i was like oh i have to go get the president like you've succeeded in that sense of urgency let me engage on it yeah. you know yeah Um, you eventually get there. You get to the, the core. We do another one of those uh, directional microphone uh, cutscene things with Olga talking to Solidus. Yes. Um, they're getting ready to launch. Um, and Olga really, really doesn't like Ocelot and really resents having him around because, hey, Ocelot had a role in killing her father. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, and that, you know, that makes sense. And the fact that uh, that she knows that, you know, ends up being some kind of foreshadowing as well. Um to stop anyone from getting to the president, they turn on the electrified floor and literally say, remember the, the shadow Moses simulation. Yeah. <laughs> like Campbell says that to Raiden saying, Oh, well it's just like that. So go and grab the, go and grab yourself a Nikita. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, and to get that, you have to engage with the swimming mechanics. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. credit where credit's due, the, 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 the water kind of simulation and just graphically this like this is like it's it's incredibly impressive however um this is not very successful swimming mechanics to me <laughs> it's 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 it could be way worse yeah right like it, it could be and i think the reason why it kind of works is that the camera uh tends to be well placed yeah um that's the thing that ends up actually killing me a lot of times with swimming uh the entire time that i was swimming i never got used to the up is actually up as opposed to reversed yeah. controls you yeah. know which i expect mm-hmm. so i you know I more or less when they started introducing mines, I more or less cleared them out with my face. Yep. <laughs> you know, like just, just ate a bunch of snacks and got through that. Yeah. Cause it's like, I just kept hitting them on accident. Yeah. Um, it, like, it is the we, emphasis we, on swimming in this is very weird. Like, is it, is it to show off that they could do it? I, I, I honestly think that, 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 that is because I remember it being such a big deal, um, around the time that they were even just showing off video of this, that like, you know, that the water in this game, looked better than the water in like wave race GameCube, And that was a game yeah. that was entirely about water. Yeah. Cause the water does look good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, like it, it is graphically impressive. Yeah. And even like when you're underwater, like the, the atmospheric effects for lack of a better, uh, better term, you know, the stuff that is just like floating, like, yeah, this water would be murky and kind of shitty, you know, yeah. <laughs> like to swim through. Um, so like it, like it is neat that a uh, control controller inversion thing. If the camera was placed in a more fixed way, and it didn't feel like I was controlling the camera, it would have been totally fine for up to be up and down to be down. Yeah. But because that's what it is. It was too close up, so it made me feel like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Um, so it ends up not being as bad as it could be. Right. It's not great. It's not, you know, it's not good. Like I didn't <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody really thinks the swing sections of this game are fun. No, no. I think you know, we, it's, it's not something people look back on fondly. I think we give credit to the thing that is uh, that is impressive about it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, you're going for this Nikita, uh, you know, again, yep. uh, this is the remote control, uh, missile launcher, which you really, I only ever used in this section. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's only, more or less a key. Yep. <laughs> you know? Um, at one point here, uh, you open up a, a bulkhead down, uh, below water and then out comes the course of our bomb expert. So that's kind of spooky. Yep. I forgot about there that. There goes Stillman. Um, I wish I could like very slowly and carefully put him back in the closet like I did with the guard <laughs> and the tanker. <laughs> I just like, oh, time to <laughs> somebody's getting away. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, you uh he comes out, it's it's played, you know, it has like a kind of a shock cord mm-hmm. uh that plays. It, it's meant to be scary. Yeah. Um but he goes through there, you more or less get your get your Nikita. Yeah. Um and there are a couple of different vents that you can fire it through. Like if you fuck around enough, uh it'll you'll get a a text message saying, Hey, try the try the closet with the sentry guns down here for the most direct route. Yeah, yeah, it will tell you. And it's kind of frustrating getting getting through that, even using that one. Like I wasn't sure which way to go because there's another ingress uh pipe. Mm-hmm. So I like kept running out of time, like um you know, I thought I had to go further. Because yeah. there's another pipe. Like, there's a pipe you can... As soon as you leave that vent, there's a pipe... There's a vent you can see. Uh, I was like, oh, I have to go through this other vent, and maybe I can just barely make it. So this ended up taking me more time than I wanted it to, yeah. uh, even though it's not, like, really a hard puzzle. Um, I don't know what they would have done differently for that, but it just ended up being... Like, I ended up getting the text message. Yeah. Uh, and the frustrating thing was already in the room. Mm-hmm. I was just overthinking it. Oh, yeah. Um, you actually... You, so you knock out the floor, you get in there, you run into President Ames. Um, and this is a weird scene. Yeah, I don't understand what he's doing because he doesn't believe that you're a man and he grabs your crotch. So this is a further, this may be a, so the whole idea, like one of the ideas behind Raiden and making him such a, such a, you know, a wimp, mm-hmm. right? Was like this idea, this meta idea of Kojima being like, you know, these are people, players who think they're as cool as Solid Snake. 
Mm-hmm. Like this is this is how pathetic you are. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it's a little bit like it's a critique of the player. The fact that that's equated with like ladiness, I just uh, chalk up to it being almost twenty years ago. Yeah. And that being kind of more acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just supposed to be a joke about how how wimp and wimpy and and Bishanen yeah raiden looks it's very weird though like he doesn't at no point does this person act like a president i get that they're just a figure figurehead again etc mm-hmm. etc it's supposed to be that way but it's very very weird the way the president acts like feels unintentionally weird rather than intentionally weird to me yeah it's like, um it, it, it's kind of crazy to have a president that doesn't really act like a president he, he grabs you by the pussy it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's acting very presidential <laughs> like you know. Um, but, um, oh man, it's, it's a shame that we spent 10 minutes talking about Trump. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know all these guys get off their, their mental illness. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so, so, uh, you say you're actually Foxhound. Right. And, uh, and he's like, okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that doesn't exist anymore, but okay, yeah, it's, it's coming together. Um, and he makes this revelation that he was actually working with the Sons of Liberty, working with the terrorists in order well, to he, get in order to get. He more doesn't power. make the revelation. Sorry, like we knew that. Um, we found out that earlier because he had done the check in of oh, his own shit. free will, yeah, and we've yeah, been like, oh, the president's working for them, and it's real weird because you say like, oh, aren't you working with the terrorists? He goes, well, as of twenty minutes ago, I would have said yes, but now I'm not. And you're <laughs> right, like, oh, okay, right. great. Yeah. Now I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah uh that's the, the, that's all in the past why are you so hung, so hung up on that uh yeah um yeah i, I forgot about that I, I wasn't sure where we're where, where we were at in the winding road of this um but um that acts as the springboard for him talking about the patriots and this is our first real introduction to the idea of the patriots in here which is you know this is the the, the shadowy cabal that holds all of the real power. And, you know, this president um, is really pretty bitter about it because he is just, uh, you know, a, a player on their stage. They pick the president and, you know, democracy is just, you know, just filler for textbooks. Right. It's all part of yeah. the uh, all part of the really big show. Yes. A really big shoe. Um, it's this, this, you know, he doesn't even know who this, this council of wise men are. Right. You know, and he wants to join them. Like, that's why he's helping them out. Like, mm-hmm. you invested me in this power. I'll use it for your, for these aims, you know, if you can, you can up me. We find out that Solidus, who's, you know, this is, I think, the reveal that, you know, quote unquote, Snake is Solidus, is George Sears, a prior president of the United States. <laughs> Which, why don't you recognize him? <laughs> that makes no sense. And what, um, I was trying to figure out, like, and you, you, there's probably an answer for this, right? So this is not me rhetorically asking the question. Mm-hmm. What does it add to the plot making him the former president? Is it just the the thing at the end of uh, Metal Gear One where it's like, yes, Mister President? Pos- is that why he's the president here? Possibly, just just to square that circle. Because I was trying to think, like, why would you make him the president? Because it raises so many more questions than it answers, and not interesting questions. Mm-hmm. Like the you know the president being this like mecha action guy who ran this child soldier farm and all these things that we attribute to Solidus. Attributing him to the president is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then not in like a cool Metal Wolf Chaos way. <laughs> right. Like, um, it's not played for laughs. Like, yeah. it's very serious. Yeah. And also the fact that the supposed leader of the free world is a clone of Big Boss. That's very weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
you know, President and, Boss. And the fact that four years ago, nobody like looked at him and thought, huh, he kind of looks like Big Boss, doesn't he? That's yeah. weird. Is it just me or does the president look like look like, like this boss? military yeah. hero who went rogue? Like, yeah, it's 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 it feels like to me like they're they're squaring a circle with the ending of Metal Gear Solid one, because one of the things you have to remember about those games, each one was supposed to be the last one, more or less. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, a lot of things just kind of get like, you know, swept up, papered over. Yeah. Yeah. They get swept up and then, you know, turned into little plot cakes. <laughs> yes. And tre- treated by the like, frustratingly to me, like treated by fans with the equal amount of importance, no matter what, what they are, you know, like right. whether it's something that is uh, kind of contained, you know, like I think in general, like the things in each game that, that of the, like the three I've played, I've never beat four, but just from reading about four, like the things that are contained mm-hmm. to that entry tend to be stronger. Right. Right. Like, and we talked about that with three, but that's, you know, three, the things that are kind of unique to three and are part of that self-contained story are much stronger than the connections. Right. They come up later, I think. But there are certain there's a certain player who just plays for those connections. Like mm-hmm. they just want to see how the how the circle is squared. Yeah. And I'll admit to being, yeah. you know, to being at least partially that. Yeah. You know. Which is fine. Like I don't mean to like shit on you. It's just it's one of those things where it's like it adds to this ridiculousness and you know, death of the author. So yes, it doesn't matter, but like, you know, this just feel like it doesn't feel like a cool plot thing that he's the president. It just mm-hmm. feels like covering up for <laughs> uh, an inane twist. Yeah. From the first game, trying to explain oh. that, uh, ex- explain that stinger. Yeah, yeah. So Solidus, you know, he is a survivor of the, uh, you know, Les Affons Harib. Sorry, I don't if I if I mispronounce that. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to pronounce it right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I it's, guarantee it. It's fine. Uh, you know, the, the 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 project to clone Big Boss and create the ultimate, uh, you know, super soldier, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He was the one who was chosen by the Patriots to, you know, kind of be a public face to, you know, have all of this power. He was the architect um, of, you know, the whole Shadow Moses incident, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, specifically, you know, building and creating the uh, the Metal Gear there. Liquid was never really a part of that because Liquid was, you know, passed over for this. You know, he had that whole inferiority. Um, yeah, that whole inferiority complex kind of thing. And he How amazing it would have been if Liquid would have been a president. <laughs> Hello, democracy. <laughs> like, nah, I'm Cam Clark. Nah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I do solemnly swear. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, uh, Solidus used Ocelot to provoke Liquid Snake, you know, causing that incident and gathering the data. So I guess yes. I just contradicted myself. Sorry, this is so hard to keep straight. It's it's very it's unnecessarily complicated. Right, I don't blame right. you for that. I think I blame I blame the game. Right. For that. Yeah. Um this put Ocelot on the outs from the Patriots. Right. Because And Sears was ejected from power at this point as well. Right. So they were trying to gather all that data um in order to, you know, make Metal Gears happen and in the process revealed way too much of what was happening. Yes. Yeah. So Solidus is against the Patriots, um, partly as an act of self preservation. But he also has an agenda, which we'll get to, because it's like one of the things that I, I think this at least semi works in this game, or at least is interesting, is that like Solidus isn't wrong for a lot right. of it. Like he's the villain, but like and he's a bad guy, but he's also, you know, I don't want the Patriots in charge. No, no. You know, like I want the same thing Solidus wants in a lot of this, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of this game. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Aim said, hey, you know, again, the Metal Gear is right beneath their feet. Um, Big Shell is camouflaged for something called Arsenal Gear. Right. You know, not Metal Gear Ray. Arsenal Gear. Ray is nothing. Yeah. Arsenal like, Gear is the real deal. Like, Ray is a footnote. Ray was the one that was developed by the Marines as the anti-Metal Gear, um, you know, uh, countermeasure. Uh, everybody hates Metal Gear Rayman. 
<laughs> Everybody, it's Metal Gear Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal! Uh, <laughs> uh, the Arsenal is a Navy project. It's the one that uh, uh, our, our friend, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the commander, commander was talking about, right? Yeah. The one that is, you know, more of, a, more of an escalation. Um, and Arsenal has this huge battery of missiles and is protected by this swarm of mass-produced Metal Gear rays. Um, and it can also basically act as this central processing unit for controlling the entirety of the armed forces and the whole nuclear arsenal. Yes. And in addition to that, it, it uh, has this information control. Right. Kind of thing. And this is the first kind of shadowing of one of the, the good themes of this game mm-hmm. is the idea that the Patriots uh, fear this overabundance of digital information. Big data. Yes. Um, big data will save us all. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, so this is pretty cool. And and this is this something called the GW system, right? That's going to control that. Yeah, is the you know the AI kernel that is meant. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that intentionally. To TV um, tropes, bridge <laughs> um, logic. The, uh, it yeah, it is. It, it's kind of the the AI engine that is meant to kind of like pass fail certain pieces of information. Uh, it's actually pretty similar to what is it from Deus Ex that uh, that JC merges with to become. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Helios a little bit. Or Daedalus or any of the various versions of that. But yeah, it's very similar. Like this is, you know, uh, has a lot in common with that. Yeah. So Um, um, Solidus's plan um, is to enact Outer Heaven by creating this uh, this, uh, EMP over Wall Street, um, kind of creating this dead zone for Patriot control so they can kind of make that their base. You know, all of Manhattan. and you know, uh, wiping world financial information. Right. Like again, it gets into that uh, end of uh, end of Fight Club stuff. Yep. Um. So the reason why why Emma Emmerich is here, she's the system program for Arsenal Gear. What a quinky dink. <laughs> um. And she's in the the flooded levels of Shell Two in the core. Um. You know, he says like, hey, you know, you have to go get her. This is where she at. Here are the access cards. And here's a virus uh, called Fox Die. Dun dun dun. Um. Control disc that you're going to put into Arsenal Gear. You're going to hit it with this Fox die virus. Yes. Um, and it's like, why do you still have this? Ocelot forgot to search me. He just <laughs> forgot. Yeah. Which is not like Ocelot at all. If there's one thing that we know about Ocelot is, uh, he's pretty aggressive on the searches. Yep. 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 Um, and then he's like, Hey, kill me. So I can't actually do this verification. Yeah. Which like makes a lot of sense actually. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like that's this, a good idea to stop the world from being nuked. Like yeah, this, this is an York. order, soldier. Yeah, even if it wasn't an order, like Raiden doesn't want to do it, but it's a pretty good idea. Yeah, you know, I mean, call it, you know, say whatever you want about me, who will throw the switch to save everybody on the train. But like, <laughs> you know, it, it's the most populous part of the United States getting nuked. Like, uh, yeah, you know, it's I, pretty I think bad. That it's worth the president going away for that. Yeah, yeah, we have we have a system in place. Like there, there, there's there's all kinds of presidents waiting in the wings to. Yeah, there's vice snake. <laughs> there's vice like little boss <laughs> hey guys hey, how's it going i'm, I'm little, little boss, boss Pence. um <laughs> the uh so the uh you know he's like hey shoot me puts the gun against his head it's very dramatic but actually ocelot ocelot actually shoots him yeah uh notably um you know president names uh says hey kill me do it that's your role and it's something that we've heard uh, a couple of times that's your role like mm-hmm. oh and you you know it's repeated enough that it becomes less about like, Hey, this is what you do as a soldier, you know, um, and starts to carry more significance by the repetition and just kind of the increasing the, you know, the increasing intensity of the, of the events that surround it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of becomes, you know, meaningful words. Right. And as he's, as he's dying, Ames says without free will, there's no difference between freedom and rebellion. 
Uh, and and yeah. Oh, good. okay, game designer. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the president dead, we need to actually install this virus that he has given us because that is not suspicious whatsoever. And to do that, we need to actually, you know, go about our second mission here, or third or fourth, whatever, to get Emma Emmerich. Yes. Um, of course, there's more kind of mandatory talking at this point. Um, Snake and Otacon contact you. Um, they already know about Arsenal Gear. That's the Metal Gear they were sent to stop. I think earlier I said uh, it wasn't Metal Gear Ray. This is when that's revealed yes. that they're there for Arsenal Gear. Um, they talk about, uh, they kind of recap the tanker thing, and Raiden says, like, I've done the tanker in VR. Um, and Snake says that wasn't real. Uh, that was not actually what the real tanker was like. Right. And that, you know, it recaps stuff that is pretty similar to what we uh, to what we went through. I wonder if that was a move to um, cast doubt onto the truth of what you saw um, in that opening mm-hmm. chapter. Like, was that was that Raiden's VR simulation of that? Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think that's the idea. Yeah. Is that that was, uh, you know, you're playing as Raiden doing VR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but this yeah. show, this shows some, uh, some kind of cut content, um, that was in an, an initial version of the game, uh, which is, you know, snake escaping, um, from, from the tanker as the, you know, the waterways flood. Like, yeah. I think that was... shows up in the trailer yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the Marines, uh, worked on Ray, uh, which was in opposition to the Navy's arsenal gear project. Mm-hmm. They attacked the tanker and stole Ray uh, so they can end up having arsenal mass produce them. Um, the oil tanker was actually a second tanker they set to create the pretense for the big shell. Yeah, so it was a false flag. Yeah, it's a shell game. To- <laughs> um, yeah, to TV tropes. Um, yeah. Um, but the one thing that nobody can figure out, um, you know, in spite of the fact that everybody seems to know more than they let on, is why Ocelot would be working alongside Solidus. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we'll eventually kind of get that, um, you know, but uh, right for now, we don't know. Um, Otacon calls and says, like, hey, you have to rescue Emma. Here are some annoying things you're going to have to deal with. <laughs> here's, here's just a couple of care and feeding. Uh, yeah, here, of... here's some gameplay restrictions. <laughs> right. So um, Emma is deathly afraid of water. She used to swim like a fish, but there was an incident when she was young where she nearly drowned and their father died. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're related by their, by their dad, Huey Emmerich, who we met in Metal Gear Solid five. Uh, yeah, I believe. Yes. Yep. I couldn't remember yep. if he was in Peace Walker or not. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't played as much Peace Walker as five, but, right. and I like Peace Walker a lot before anybody asks me, but like, I like <laughs> Peace Walker. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, I know he's a big part of five. Mm-hmm. Um, Otacon was in his room and didn't hear them calling for help. So there's an element of guilt. Yeah. Um, and this, like, he, he's immediately just kind of like being pretty evasive about this. Yes. Snake. So you're on your way. Uh, you swim to this level four door now that you have this uh, new passcode thing. And we run into Vamp, yeah. uh, who is meditating on top of the water floating there uh, <laughs> for kind of rule of cool bullshit. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, hell had no vacancies. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even like not only is it like it's a cliche. Yeah, it's already a thing. That's like the tagline of of the Walking Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Like, yeah. Um. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Arsenal is still capable of fire, firing this purified hydrogen bomb. Uh, we learned that Vamp, uh, the Patriots. He says Vamp says the Patriots frame dead cell. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Denzel wants their revenge. Right. So now all of a sudden, all these people who we thought, oh, like, who are you working for? They are turning against the Patriots themselves. So they have gone, they have gone rogue from going rogue. But not on your, it, there's no enemy of my enemy. Right, right. Because that would have been like, if this wasn't specifically trying to shadow Metal Gear Solid 1, it would be kind of interesting to have mm-hmm. your Metal Gear Rogues Gallery operate uh, on your side. And we get a support. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, we get a little bit of that at the end, but like, that would have been cool if it happened earlier. But for some reason, like it's still a little bit unclear, like Vamp still wants you to to die. And part of it's because he knows, you know, what you're sent. Like, he knows something you don't don't know. Yeah, yeah. The reason you're here, which I mean, you don't get. But we get this uh, this boss fight and the he also gives you a little exposition. And this is like true science stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the water that's in the middle of this was used for this purification. So it has really high oxygen count, which means you can't swim in it. Right. You're just sick. Yeah. It changes the uh, uh, the way buoyancy works. Right. Yeah. And so what's that? Vamp can still swim in it. Yeah, because you can nano machines. Yeah, because yeah, um, Vamp can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> if he sets his mind to it, you know, why limit yourself? Yeah, Vamp can even be president someday. Like <laughs> well, any of these, he's not, he's any not of a these villain monsters. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think that would actually stop it? Like, that's, oh, like no, I mean. No. But yeah, uh, what that effectively creates is uh, is a bottomless pit at the center of this arena uh, that has no railing on it. Um, and yes. So, like you know, if you are knocked into that, or if you you know wa- wander off of it because of the controls in this game, game over, right? There's no yeah. there's there, there, there's no, there's no swimming in it. But Vamp can swim through it like a fish, and this boss fight is mostly about waiting for him to surface um, and getting some shots in on him. Um, before his uh, before his kind of like auto dodge can take effect. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and that's kind of the whole the this boss fight, mm-hmm. right? Like, is the idea is the idea that he can read your little micro emotions, so anything that has a lock on, you can't use. Right, you can't aim, which encourages you to use uh, like your grenade launcher, things you kind of fire from the hip. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there's almost nothing to it. Like, I think, I think this boss fight is a little bit underwhelming to me. Like, yeah. I don't think this has a strong enough gimmick to it that I associate with this series. Yeah. Um, yeah. By God, they try. Like, he is able to shadow bind you, which is yeah. strange and new. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I guess through nano machines. Um, <laughs> I have yeah, no I don't idea. Know. Shadows and light do not work that way. Yeah. The shadows do not have nano machines. No. Um, and it, what know, what that is, it's like a ninja technique, uh, you know, yeah. an idea and mythical ninja. Like if they, if you were able to If only to there throw... was a ninja in this game, that would have made more sense to map that ability onto. <laughs> like... <laughs> but the idea is if he's able to throw a special knife onto your character's shadow, uh, it'll hold you in place. Yes. Um, ultimately didn't end up mattering that much though. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like a real pop, like, like a real pop potpourri of like, boss ideas and one of the things i think is like gameplay wise kind of a detriment to this game is that the good boss fights all have to deal with this kind of first person aiming mm-hmm. right like it's olga it's um you know the the stinger one even though we've done that before mm-hmm. this one you know you, you can do some first person aiming it you don't really have to no um i think this game is really bereft of boss fight ideas yeah um even the and, and uh, the last fight the final fight with um with the metal gears uh a lot of people really like that fight i'm, I'm not super into it um and partly just because it's like, I don't think it does enough new. It's just kind right. of a bigger scale. So, the, I mean, the, the idea behind that fight is fatigue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, you just kind of have to keep doing it. And like, if you're buying into the narrative, if you think it is very cool that you can do that, then mm-hmm. it does make Raiden seem very cool, which is yeah. the point of it narratively. But I don't think that mechanically there are enough good ideas for boss fights in this game. No, no. And this is, this is a huge problem. Like <laughs> this, this one is specifically with this one yeah. or that 
Boy, and kind of and kind of only for this one because like this is this like this series is at its best when it has these bonkers boss fight ideas. Yeah, and like from multiple angles, like it can't just be the you know a colorful supervillain. It also has to have a cool gameplay conceit to it. Right. And this one, like the arena is not strong enough conceit. The shadow binding, like you can get through the whole fight and only see it once or twice, like pretty Mm -hmm. easily. Yeah. Um, you know, and not being able to lock on, like it ends up feeling a lot, uh, the way it played to me was a lot like the first Ocelot fight, Mm -hmm. like just running around this kind of square area and just shooting a grenade launcher at him whenever he like jumped out of the water. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very good though. Yeah. And you can cheese it very, very easily because if you, uh, swing off of the, uh, swing off of the railing, um, mm-hmm. he will like walk up and, you know, try and stomp you. You can flip over him and get like some punches in. So I yeah. ended up like killing him with, uh, with subdual damage, which, does, which makes the actual ending of this fight where he falls into the water and, you know, disappears in a cloud of blood make not a lick of goddamn <laughs> sense. <laughs> You can, he's real predictable too. Like you can set mines. He mm-hmm. jumps out of the water in the upper right, like every single time. Right. And if you notice that you can put mines there and stuff too. There are a lot of ways that she's it. Um, yeah. So it ends up being just like not a whole lot for a character that like Kojima is clearly in love with. Right. right. And would continually bring back and thinks is the coolest guy in the full fucking world. <laughs> uh, you know, he dies like a chump fights like a chump. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he falls down, dun, dun, dun. And then we find out Arsenal is actually active. Yes. So again, just kind of layering on urgency upon urgency mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, but let's stop for a chat. Let's go rescue this. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go rescue Emma, which we have to rescue. Yeah. Um, but like this is this is a pacing thing because like a lot of this is going to take place in conversations. Yeah. Um, so we go to that server room. We find Emma in her locker, and as as his family tradition, it's it's a male, the Y gene, that passes this on. Um, right. She pisses herself. Right. Um, which uh, okay, fine, whatever. Um, and, and like Easter egg, like yeah, you know, there, there's a there's an element of puerile humor to like these games that's always been there. Like yeah, yeah. there's some childish humor, and that's that's mm-hmm. one of the bits. Yeah. Um. So in order to prove that you're trustworthy, use your nanocoms. You know, like yes, I can I can talk to you with my mind, so we're good. Uh, and <laughs> the shot of you helping her stand up is weirdly slow Imagine motion. a spider doing that. Like, imagine <laughs> anything doing that. Like, no, I can actually talk directly to your mind. That's why you can trust me. A talking cat? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Emma, uh, voiced by Jennifer Hale, who has also voiced other characters in the series, uh, kind of with this um, very, it's, I'm, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound gross, like a sexy little girl voice. Like yeah. it, it's meant to sound very squeaky and like, hey, I'm a I'm a quirky nerdy girl. It is, it oh. very much feels like that to me. Yeah, and like I'm sure there are people for whom that's not true, and like who find this entire arc very emotionally affecting and good. Mm-hmm. The whole thing feels like kind of weird, gross fan service to me. Yeah. Um, even when it's not like she's you know she's not drawn like she's not in a bikini. No, no, she's dressed she modestly. This, like, she's dressed relatively modestly. Like she's showing a lot of leg, yeah. but there is a lot of like ways you can like. There's a lot of like you know faky emergent pervert stuff you can do yeah. with her, which like is always going to be true of any woman in any game that Kojima makes for the rest of his life. And then there's um, a lot of narrative stuff. Like immediately she starts flirting with you. Right. Right. And like, I think that this is some kind of weird kind of wires cross thing where they need to build up emotional capital for her death to work. Right. And the way they decide to go about that is to make her 
like flirty and and sexy. Yeah. And that like doesn't work for me because I don't look for that in games. Like, right. You know, I'm I'm you know, I'm a child soldier and the president just like died my arms. And like there's no <laughs> so time nice. for no time for love, Dr. Jones. Like this is not <laughs> what this is about. But there's still this weird kind of and again, I'm going to say cultural and I don't if it's not that it's Kojima, who mm-hmm. knows what it is. Right. Yeah. Talked up to something, this whole like weird emphasis on people liking each other mm-hmm. in this almost like school kid kind of way. Yeah. Uh, that kind of comes up. Like not only have we dealt with Rose's uh, bullshit this entire game. Mm hmm. But now, uh, hey, here's new girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and they, they spend a lot of time flirting. Like, do you have, I'm just kind of looking ahead. Do you have the thing in the notes with the fucking hair stick? The yeah, the, I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't uh, bring it up. It is like, what what are those things in your hair? It's so, it's so like, they're just like flirting like they're at the mall. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, you seem like somebody who I used to like. You know, <laughs> it's like, what what is happening? Like, why is this happening in this game at this point? I mean, so to t- like taking away like any kind of values dissonance that you know may may come off of this in waves it feels so incredibly unearned yeah you know like okay fine you know she's smart capable like she built this huge impressive you thing just okay met her, fine however. yeah like it and doesn't like, matter how smart and capable she is you've known her for 30 seconds right and like even 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 snake you know uh so <laughs> i don't know why i said that like otacon even snake um <laughs> snake yeah <laughs> <laughs> even snake is like mm, she's kind of cute <laughs> yeah i i fucking hate it how can these people like switch gears that quickly <laughs> you know to like just like and there's like when you do any of those pervert things which i i don't i don't do those in games but i read i look them up right mm-hmm. and like if you look up the entry of you know weird easter eggs in this game like if you do gross things like you uh you know uh, uh look in you know look up her skirt things like that like characters will chide you mm-hmm. um but then like campbell will be like i would have done the same thing in your spot <laughs> like it's just weird perv world yeah. You know, it's this weird alternative perv world that, like, you know, he lives in. And then the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, perv planet. Like, perv planet. Uh, dislike it immensely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it just, uh, yeah. But, like, it's not for me. you know, but aside from the fact that everybody says, hey, you're, 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 you're incredibly likable, she's actually a very unpleasant person. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, very, very whiny and annoying. Like, yeah. I think she's meant to be set up in contrast to Rose. Yeah. Because the way that Rose is, is naggy has to be intentional, right? Like, there's no way that can be an accident. I think this is supposed to be kind of the cute, better version of that that mm-hmm. still comes off as, like, pretty obnoxious, I think. Yeah. But yeah. everyone falls in plot love with her, uh, you know, instantly. And she's in plot love with everybody. Like, she's flirty with you. She wants to fuck her brother. Like, it's all, you know, horniness goes round and round yeah. when it comes to Emma Emmerich. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. It, it, it 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 is trying to give emotional weight, you know, to her demise by using the dick as a shortcut. Yes, I think that I think that's what's going on. Yeah, it's also trying to intersect that with play mechanics, but it does it in a way that's like if you've never it would make sense if you've never played a video game, mm-hmm. because having to take care of a character in a game, unless it's fucking Ico, mm-hmm. will not engender you to that character. No, <laughs> like this this does not make me like her more. No, like like the, when she doesn't want to walk in fr- on top of those bugs, uh-huh. like it makes me want to like there's two different ways you can get through that. And I didn't use the, the shitty beating up a woman way. It did make me very irritated. I don't think you know, what's what's the shitty, hitting, what's the shitty you, you, beating up a woman way. You can knock her out and carry her over the bugs. Jesus Christ. Which I, I didn't do that. Right. I'm, like, I'm just saying that's one of the ways you can do it. And I think the reason why that's included as a way other than just like Kojima verisimilitude is the idea that it's so fucking obnoxious that she's putting this like, ooh icky little girl like trait that's supposed to engender her to you in place of, again, all of this urgency that the game is building up. Mm-hmm. You know, like just like the pace in this is all 
fucking all over, man. Like, and it's just, what do you mean you won't step on a bug? <laughs> are you out of your mind? Like, you, you, like what, or even just get over your fear of swimming, right? Yeah. Like, I understand phobias are real, but like, Manhattan's <laughs> going to get fucking nuked. <laughs> like, it's literally the biggest stakes, <laughs> yep. you know? Jesus Christ, Emma. Yeah. So the, so the, the reason uh, she is so incapable is because she has been injected with something that hobbles her legs. Um, yes. You know, to, 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 to pin this episode down to summer of 2017, she has been given the bone hurting juice. Yes. Yeah, she Ow. has bone hurt. Oof. Ooch. Bone, bone hurt juice. Yeah. Um, so this becomes a, uh, and I, I saw this somewhere in something I was reading. I think this is not an original observation. This is an underwater escort mission that backtracks. Like it, it is three points in the, the bingo card. <laughs> Holy shit. If you made it a timed mission and you took the free space, this would be the shitty game bingo. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like it's everything. Better. If it was in a sewer, like if it were timed, oh. if it were any of these, if it was stealth, you could make this like the shit, like the worst things about video games and oh, get a bingo it's, very easily. It's, on it's, it's, it's broken into by like, by, 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 by a cutscene that is way too long and overdramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, it is very close to shitty game bingo. As well. And yes, it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah, but it's pretty obnoxious. Huh. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't put all those. It's <laughs> it's weird. It's like this oscillation uh, between all of the between all those things. I never actually like took account and added up that entire column. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's you know the, the the fact that it's amazing also is what makes people like jump to its defense and say like yeah it's it's like crazy and audacious. But I still have to play through it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean it's it, again. I think the idea was to make you feel for her because you want to take care of her because she's so cute right. and helpless and little girl like and like it doesn't have that effect for me. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of background here. Um, we learn about her childhood with Hal. He used to play house. Uh, Raiden says uh, they never. He never had a family. Um, Otacon talks to Emma and says, "Like, hey, I can't believe you're fucking working on a Metal Gear. Do you remember what our dad did? <laughs> remember the whole point of us?" Which okay, so I talked a lot of sugar about how uh, last yeah. episode. I I still like Otacon an awful lot. I think that like mm-hmm. his his overall arc from being you know the amoral scientist to somebody who has a direct role in trying to undo the the, the damage that he has done is pretty good he is a he is a monster to emma who is also a monster and and her it's it's monster on monster action it's destroy all monsters the um melker salad to annoy all monsters the um at the end of it like she literally says will you just call me by my name and he goes what and then she dies it's like her last wish is like the you know but then she says look at me like i'm a woman and it's like maybe 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 otacon just doesn't want to participate in this weird kojima boner incest shit um you know, I don't know, but it, it's like, yeah, he's being a dick. She's bad. Everyone's bad. Mm-hmm. Snake's being bad. Every, every <laughs> character gets bad at this point. Right. Um, she says the reason why I'm working on, uh, you know, death tolls in the millions be damned. Right. The reason why I'm working on Metal Gears is to get back at you. Right. Because uh, which does not speak well of her character, <laughs> which which is funny because like they haven't talked in years and years. Um, why would why? Well, why would she know that uh, Otacon has taken this left turn away from working on Metal Gear and nuclear, you know, <laughs> nuclear stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, look, look found it on message boards or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. rumors or something, something stupid. Like, it's it's dumb. Um, she explains this virus that they're trying to put in. Um, she actually created this AI. She created GW. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and she doesn't, she knows she's heard of the Patriots. You ask her that and she knows about them, but she doesn't have information on all of them. Right. Like she's heard the words, but can't really speak to it and says like, Oh, it's hard to put this into words. Yeah. It's a little like foreshadowing. Like she can't talk about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so she reiterates, you know, the, the, uh, this kind of theme, uh, that is popped up a little bit, but you know, now it's being stated directly and is going to be, uh, kind of gone over again and again. And again, this is a cool idea. The Patriots are afraid about how quickly information flow is accelerating. You know, the rapid accumulation of, you know, facts and details and data that may be inconvenient to them is getting harder and harder, harder to control. Right. Yeah. And, the, and there's just no, um, it's really really prescient as like terms of like fake news, right? Yep. Like, yeah, you know, just like, adding was, to the, I was thinking yeah. about that this entire time. Like yeah. I, I, I'm going through, I think, I think what, what, what a lot of us are going through, which is just this rapid, this rapidly escalating sense of like derealization that, mm -hmm. you know, there are multiple different truths that are happening and like nobody shares like the same premises, you know, even, yeah. even when it comes to like factual information and just like to see this game that was made, you know, 16 years ago, um, kind of like walk over that ground and say, Hey, this is going to quickly become a problem. Gave me some real, uh, like, you know, like goosebumps on the back of my neck kind of thing. I think this is like a weirdly relevant, you know, beat still. Yeah. 100%. Like, and I think it's very cool. Yeah. Like it, it's, uh, it's, it's relevant. It's good. Um, and where the, even the kind of ending good stuff where it loses me is when it deviates away from that, you know, as we talked about, like the less interesting messages, Mm -hmm. that are kind of unrelated by which that the game had been about this. Yes. You know, as opposed to being about this plus five or six other things that he wanted to talk about. <laughs> right. You know, and that's kind of like, this is a very cool idea. Yeah. Though. Like it, like if, if this was about, you know, can you trust what your senses show you? Like is reality what you think it is? Like that would be an incredibly focused triumph. Instead, yeah. it branches out into what do we actually pass on? Yes. And like, I, th I think that that is, that is a place, like if it is an extrapolation that of that first idea, it's incredibly flimsy. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. So, and we'll get into a little bit more of that at the end, but this is the kind of opening up of this very cool little bit here. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she gives like, you know, she, she explains this, you know, by talking about, uh, you know, information control saying, Hey, Arsenal would allow them to fully regulate that information before it gets to the public so they can shape history. And she gives this kind of metaphor like, Hey, you know, how many letters are in the alphabet? You know, 26. Well, who's to say that there weren't 40, you know, one yeah, time at some point. Yeah. Which is very cool. It's very like Orwellian, yes. right? Like the idea of you remove the words and the idea of a secret alphabet or secret letters in the alphabet is like, right out of the invisibles like it's a very grant morrison idea <laughs> right um super super cool yeah but all of this you know kind of goes to hey digital data is forever but human memory is you know is, is limited you know after you know like <laughs> after you die the things that you saw and experienced firsthand you know that's fragile that goes away and that cannot yeah. you know that, that that account cannot stand up to what is the canonical truth that is you know kind of laid out and to give this example like in a kind of scary way you know the patriots rewrote the genome project like, yeah, you know, this this massive triumph that the entire first game was, you know, w w was built upon has been tampered with so that there is limited control and understanding of what people are actually capable of. And and not to you. Know, so I'll, I'll continue this this info dump before mm -hmm. I say this. But like so um, the idea like after that, they, the Patriots, you know, kind of distributed this like malicious program along with Y2K countermeasures. Like she says, hey, do you remember Y2K? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the Patriots actually did this 
this kind of uh, Trojan horse with that, mm-hmm. along with this popular OS that came out at the same time to kind of like, again, try to control this information. Mm-hmm. Um, goes into Solidus's plan to burn out every circuit in Manhattan so it won't be under Patriot control. I think this is the fourth time we've heard what Solidus wants to do, but again, that's <laughs> right. that's this game. Um, the system is incomplete, and it needs the last part of GW to complete the decision-making function, to make it right. like kind of a true AI. Yep, to give it the yes or no. So how cool all these little bits that we're talking about and how scary it is, mm-hmm. it is not presented as such. No. And that, you know, it's, it's, I'm not trying to get into the, like, you know, that this, like that chopsticks thing happens in the middle of this. Right. You know, things <laughs> that definitely don't matter. And like, yes, it's supposed to be that way. That's, you know, the same thing the Patriots talking about, like good right. information with bad. Yeah. It's still like muddies up the thesis. It does. Like, the, you know, like the, this should absolutely be terrifying. It, like, like, like it should be as or more scary than nuclear weapons. Yes. <laughs> like, Nobody treats anything like it's scary in this yeah, game. Like the, the the very notion of truth is under attack. And like yeah. they're much further to that than actually obliterating the world. Like there is yeah. no system put into place. There is no there like <laughs> there is no strength of will or, you know, awareness out there to actually like counteract this. It could happen. There's only like one last Tetris block that needs to go into place before like, hey, truth is dead. Yeah. <laughs> And at the same and and you take pauses in this to flirt, <laughs> you know, it just it pacing is terrible. Right. Like the pacing in this game is terrible, 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 terrible. Um, so you have to swim. You have to carry her as you go. You drag mm-hmm. her. You move very slow. Yeah. Um, you have to swim with her on your back. She's scared to be in there. You say, listen, my heartbeat. The cool Easter egg. If you take the pentazazam, it slows down your heartbeat, mm-hmm. which makes her oxygen meter go down slower oh that's fun because she's listening to your pace there's like fun stuff like that yeah yeah um the, you get to that bug hallway which i mentioned yes uh which is just like you you're supposed to use the coolant but there's other ways to get through it you can just kind of drag her through it yeah yeah so the, like the way that this differs you know the, the 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 swimming controls as far as i can tell are not appreciably different um mm-hmm. you know she doesn't have the lung capacity that raiden does so you need to surface for air more so she doesn't you know take damage and die like that yeah. is the that is the big difference here yeah Yep. And she's, um, uh, there's mines now as well. Yes. Underwater. So like depth charges kind of mines they are hanging around, which is like, okay, somebody went through and put mines. <laughs> I guess I'll take it. Um, it's mostly a gameplay consideration, I believe. Yeah. You know, as opposed to a narrative thing, um, you get through, um, we then get to this part where we're out and about with Emma, this escort, this kind of harder escort mission. Where we're dealing with guards and shit, mm-hmm. um, through the core of, uh, shell Two. And I ended up finding this pretty frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's it's it really uh, it's another consideration with the kind of shitty approach to stealth, which is like if you get caught, you're fucked. Yes. But now you're super fucked because people will shoot and maybe hit Emma, and Emma doesn't have very much health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, and they also like they're like there's an explicit fuck you because when you get halfway through uh, this floor on you know the the, the core of Shell Two, um, more guards will come up the elevator and come up behind you down the ground you have yeah. already cleared. Um, yeah, I kind of lost patience and I gave up on my like. You know, I will choke people out because I can pretend that they're just sleeping. I'll look at them. Um, but no, like I just started opening fire. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't want to have to, I didn't want to have to deal with anybody. Um, yeah. You know, I wanted to get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, and Emma's just perfectly fine with you gunning people down in cold blood. Yeah. She doesn't care. Right. Um, it's a very frustrating segment, though. Right. Um, so you get up to this, uh, she has to climb this ladder. Mm-hmm. Right. No, no. This, yeah. You climb the ladder with her first. Right. Right. I think yep. um, very long ladder is a serious tradition of boring you with ladders. <laughs> uh, it's such a funny Easter egg that every time I have to climb up a thousand mile ladder, um, 
<laughs> but you have to get to this part where she has to move through and you have to cover her. Right, right. Um, I, I played this shortly after we recorded last time. Remind me the context why she has to go alone. The bridge is rickety. Yeah, like it, it can't it can't support everybody. It can't support both of your weights. Okay. Um, which of course my question would be, why can't Raiden go first? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. have Raiden go first, take out the guards, and clear the uh, clear the mines, and then you know she can follow along. No, she has to go first into enemy territory as people are you know kind of going. The reason you're walking along this oil fence, you know, along the pontoons there, is because there's no hope of getting her over the destroyed bridge. It was hard enough for Raiden to get there. What with yeah. the goal shit and all. Yeah, you couldn't do a platforming section with somebody who literally doesn't have legs that work. Right. Um, so she has to go through and you have to cover her with a sniper rifle and a snake helps you out as well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Like it's a, it's a little bit of a fail safe because you can do it all on your own. Um, and you're taking out, uh, guards that are, uh, that are patrolling along. You are shooting the mines before she gets to them. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, if you decide like, yeah, I don't really want to deal with this. You call snake and he says, okay, well, you know, point your. You know, like keep keep whatever you want to die in, in in your scope, and I will shoot it. So you are still aiming and trying to like locate these threats. It's just that Snake is the one who does the kill, so it doesn't require you to like be like sniper accurate. I think that yeah, that is, yeah he does the fine fine aiming. Right, right. I think that that is a, a cool and good thing that like you can act as a spotter from these two angles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's it works it works just fine. It's not as obnoxious as going through the guard section. I think. Right. You know. Um. Eventually, after she gets through, uh, Vamp jumps up from the water because Vamp will just not fucking like, nope. again, he's the coolest guy in the world, <laughs> um, grabs Emma and you have to do like the hostage shoot. Yes. Um, yeah. Take him out uh, without hitting Emma. Yeah. He is using her as a human shield and kind of like moving her from side to side. You know, it's you who has to, you know, who has to take the final shot. Um, I think you can hit Emma a couple of times before she dies. Um, yeah. But that may be a function of the difficulty level as well. Um, you know, you shoot him and like that, you know, ultimately incapacitates him for a moment, but not before, uh, he has stabbed Emma in the gut. Yes. And then we're on to this, uh, this death scene. Um, not quite there yet. Um, snake rushes to grab her. Um, they go to the core of shell one and you have to get there. Yes. As well, I'll meet them there. So there, here's your time section to kind of complete the bingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we um, go. Yeah. <laughs> so um time sections in this game are pretty annoying actually i mean they're they're generally not not great outside of majora's mask uh but um you know in here like if you get caught or if you die you don't just go back to the beginning of the room you were in with the time being where it was when you first went into that room no you have to start back at the beginning because yeah, it doesn't have a way to, to like keep track of state uh like that so it's yeah it's pretty pretty obnoxious and you know it doesn't help that the map is not great right you know as we mentioned so like Making your way, you might generally know which way to go, but you don't have the details. And they do a lot of, like, let's switch things up. Yeah. Like, let's put new, more guards, new guards, mines, that kind of bullshit. You, you eventually uh, get there uh, to load the virus. Um, and the antibody program sticks, uh, kicks in, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So the virus gets stuck at 90%. Yeah. Uh, but that's enough to fuck things up as we're going to find out. Yes. Um, it just takes, and, it takes longer than they, than they would have hoped. Uh, Emma has been stabbed and now we're in this like pretty long, like, again, like I've alluded to a bunch of, we don't need to spend that much time cause we spent a lot of time on it, but Emma's dying. Yes. And we get this, this, like what 
could have been a very like if this had just been toned down a little bit mm-hmm. there's actually like one really one moment that works that should have been the entirety of it yeah i think which is the thing with the the parrot yes um that really works mm-hmm. uh the fact that that's a drift in a sea of just like all but characters going no <laughs> uh ruins this for me and that's even if it didn't have the weird incest stuff right the the the, the swells of dramatic music for the death of this person we met an hour ago max Yes. Yeah. And who uh whose character traits uh include um creates war crimes. Mm-hmm. Um you know contributes to the creation of war crimes. Mm-hmm. Um wants to fuck her brother. <laughs> uh wants to have sex with this person who she just met. I know sex is overstating it, but she's like you're cute. Like, you know, right, no right. no sense of propriety. And then a lot of it is just hells uh kind of you know uh off of her and not being like hey you're dying all bets are off. I'm going to be kind. Like he's still kind of sick to his shittiness. Right. Right. You know? Um, and then says the reason why I was so shitty is because I fucked your mom. She seduced me and we had an affair for years, mm-hmm. which is like, you know what? Like you could do a story with that and have it be good. Yes. Uh, this is not, I don't want to read that story from Kojima though. No, like there, there's a little too much of like, you can't like, and this act like plays into him with war too, which is what I want to talk about later. But like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. You can't obviously find this like this perv stuff like really appealing and and make your dick hard, mm-hmm. and get pathos out of it. Yeah, and, and you know explore explicitly Oedipal themes. You know where yes, sex is a part of it, but it has like broader broader social and psychological implications. You know, mm-hmm. um, like that requires a lighter touch uh, than a much he exi- lighter touch and more time. Yes. You know, like uh, more time dedicated to that than just having us like just take this little moment yeah. out of here because you because you needed Hal to be sad about something because he was sad about Sniper Wolf. Right. So you need to shadow, you know, Hal needs to react to a death. Right. Uh, at this point, the the game, yeah. it just it like just doesn't work. Like, yeah. And there, you know, I'm not trying to shit on you if it did work for you. I know this is like looking on the Internet, right? Like I'm a citizen of the Internet. I know there are people who are like I cried when Emma died. Like, right. If this worked for you, that's great. I'm just trying to explain how it doesn't work for me. Yeah. What, what I think they're trading on, you know, if you take the, you know, whole sexual coquettishness kind of thing out of it, uh, which, you know, it, it would be unwise to do. What I think they're trading on is, you know, Otacon, you know, Hal Emmerich is an important character to people at this point, right? You know, he is best buds with snake. He had an arc in the first game. You know, he has, you know, like grown and he's become this good person as opposed to being this immoral scientist, et cetera, et cetera. What they're trading on is, okay, this person that we care about also cares about this other person. And so them being sad should make us sad. Yeah. And yeah. maybe in a better thing that can, that, 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 that can work, but there needs to be more on top of it. And what they, what they put on top of it was stuff that just didn't, you know. Is that, is detrimental to that yeah. first point? Yes. Like, even if, if we, I had never seen, um, like, uh, EE mm-hmm. at all, if I just heard about her, I knew Hal liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. Her dying would have more impact than if they, ha- if they'd done nothing with her. Yeah. Like if that was his you know, motivation, they're like, oh, they killed my sister and she helped build this thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lighter touch is the operative word. You yeah. know, like we, we find her, you know, she's dead. And then we, we find this thing with the parrot, which I think is very good, you know, yes. Um, she's leaving and the parrot says like Hal over and over. I miss you, Hal. Yeah. As he like slow motion falls down, uh, onto the ground. And the idea being that she talked about, she talked to her parrot, uh, talked to him with her parrot around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like pretty cute, right? Cause there's yeah. a purity to animals and there's like, 
you know, if she hadn't been like, look at me like I'm a woman, mm-hmm. it would have made the whole thing just like less hinky to me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just subtract, subtract sex for Metal Gear. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and again, a missed opportunity. And we talked about that in a recent premium episode of uh, Vabject Suffering about uh, the Cherry Tree High Comedy Club or whatever, which is, you know, a game that applies dating game mechanics to platonic friendships. And like, oh, mm-hmm. like just they're not there are not that many great games that you know that 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 really work that into it you know yeah like in games it's never really you know explored the idea that you know the like the love that siblings share for each other totally not like like the physical like sexual love but just like like there's brothers and that's about it (laughs) yeah yeah it's very rare and it's cool yeah you know it would have been cool and it just like you just can't keep your goddamn dick in your pants You know, like it, it just, I don't know, like it, it just ruins it. For yeah. me. So this entire segment, like there's a couple of things, you know, the gameplay that are like the sniping section is kind of fun, mm-hmm. but otherwise this is about an hour and a half of shit. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I, I just like, I, I, I hate this segment so much. And like, E is very annoying to me. And it's because of those reasons. It's not just because of like her character or her voice. It's the fact that it's trying to have its cake and fuck it too. <laughs> that, that does it like <laughs> cake is fine. Yeah. Cake is good. You had a good, simple kind of like yeah. story with this that would have worked, <laughs> you, and you could have hit these emotional beats. You didn't need to gill that lily, like to like to to, to take a risk. You had to bukkake yeah. that lily. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was fine without cum all over it, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like and like the, 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 there could be an interesting story that like Emma is what happens when you know when when an Emmerich doesn't turn away you know, from, 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 from sure. the dark side of science. Like she, you know, because of this motivation, because, you know, she felt demanded in the past, went whole hog into it and, you know, made the system that could, you know, ultimately destroy truth. Like totally. there was an interesting story in that. And I know this is Monday morning quarterbacking, but like that would have been a much more interesting thing to like to contrast them. Yeah. As a, I, I wanted that so much more, yeah. like have her defined by something other than like her, her crushes, Yes, her crushes and her sex stuff. Like, and that would have been a much stronger character as is. She's not a good character. Mm-hmm. Like she is not a good, well-developed character. Like she has a lot of crushes. She mm-hmm. likes doing war crimes. <laughs> she does war crimes because of her crushes. <laughs> like those two, those are her two character traits and they're related in a way that makes her like, you know, I've seen her on list of good female characters and it, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Cause it's like, yes, she's a scientist and yes, she's capable. Mm-hmm. She does these things because she wants to have, like, because she's had this crush on her brother, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, you can't ignore like the parts of it where it's platonic, you know, or the parts where it's not platonic just to get to the the good story. Yeah. You know, and like, no, it's the text is, you know, hey, I want you to look at me as a woman just once, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I don't know, it, it 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 makes her like a very bad character that I find it just very hard that the game's trying to get me to have this emotional reaction. And the idea of having an emotional reaction to this is very, like, hard on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah just the and- fact that they're pulling my arm along through this. Yes. Um, so, uh, just with so much determination that yes, this should matter to me is, 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 is ridiculously off putting. It's not that long of a game. Like this is fully, you know, it's like 15% of the game we spend on this, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that, that ends, um, you're at the, uh, you're, you're going to make your way into Arsenal now because yes. you have to actually take it to the, to the metal gear because the virus is not quite working. Right. Right. And uh snake betrays you Yep. at this point. <laughs> like you get to the door, um, <laughs> Turns out he's been working with the ninja not all along. Like that's just a scene that's implied to have happened. Um, it's like oh, bedtime riding. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, uh, the ninja opens up the mask. Oh, it's Olga. Huh, that's weird. That's how, that's how yeah. she got there so quickly. Uh, and she shocks Raiden to sleep. Yes. And I, th- I don't know if it's here, but there's the line where it's like, you you know, you, you betrayed me. You were on my side, uh, like on my side. Or and he's like, I never said I was on your side. <laughs> right. You know, like, uh, and it just goes to show, like, we are putting a lot of trust into Snake. Mm-hmm. Because he's Snake. Of course. So after, after you fight her, you get to the end of this hallway and you're just kind of deus ex knocked out. <laughs> um, you know, like all these people, you know, all of a sudden you can just kind of get captured. You end up in the tor- another really kind of infamous sequence yeah. in the game is this whole torture. <laughs> so this is where Ocelot comes back and really kind of like enforces himself as a, as a major player in the story, as like somebody who knows a lot about what's happening. And it becomes clear that he is uh, Liquid's lieutenant. <laughs> So we wake up in this interrogation room. Uh, and this begins some, like, high-octane good shit. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, I I would say, like, after the interrogation uh-huh. is where this begins. Because the interrogation, it's like, I never like having buttons. And this is the stuff that's the, the background of Raiden I like a little bit less mm. um, than when the colonel comes in. And that's when I think the high-octane good shit comes in. Yeah. No, we're in the, um, we're in the neighborhood of some high octane yeah. good shit. We we're, just we're, have to we are find adjacent. It. Yeah. yeah, the property <laughs> values are elevated <laughs> due to our proximity to high octane good shit. <laughs> we're getting there though. At least this is where the game like this is much more interesting than Big Shell. Yes, right. We're entering in a third act more or less, and like this is where it gets cool. Yes. Um. So you know, it is pretty much ripped entirely from the first game. You have this hazy vision. You're looking up at these interrogation lights. Um. You know, and you're hearing uh, uh, Ocelot. God, why am I? I always say Otacon instead of Ocelot and Ocelot instead of Otacon. Ocelot oh, it's is meant to it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ocelot is saying, oh, you know, like he's he's not in any database. This person does not exist. Yeah. Who is who is this guy? Which is good because it's like, the, you know, the players should be asking that, too. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, you kind of don't fit. Yeah. And this whole thing, which, again, is intentional. And the only background information that you have is the admission that he, you know, he gave that like, oh, I never had a family. Yes. Um, Solidus shows up. He says, oh, this is, of course you did this. You're Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. My son. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, you know, and you find out you've had these kind of cerebral imp- imp- uh, implants and uh, he chokes you. Yes. Um, um, so you have to hold your breath. Fortunately, this is not as long or as frequent as the uh, the, the button mashing parts of the first game. Yeah, which is good. But... There's, there's also a cool little I didn't know about this when I played through it. I just read about later, like little trivia thing is that if you turn your head to the left, like it is harder to choke somebody. Oh, you know, it like protects their air passage. So if your character looks to the left, your oxygen meter will go down slower. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Again, those little like again, I, I've said it before. That's my favorite part of Kojima. <laughs> of course. Like, yeah, he's doing that. So I think that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, so this happens a couple of times to break up this exposition that is happening. Uh, Raiden, you know, Jack the Ripper, uh, was a child, uh, child soldier in the Liberian Civil War. Um, you know, he was called the White Devil or Jack the Ripper. Um, and Solidus kind of brought Raiden up uh, as his uh, as his godfather. Right. And kind of yes. encouraged and, you know, kind of forced him into this life of, you know, fighting of of, of fighting adults wars. Yeah. Yeah, and it becomes this this whole like 
you know, the, the, the slightly more effective than a lot of time, like kind of Kojima info dumps. Yes. You know, where it's like we, you know, Kojima read an article on child soldiers. Right. And and saw the parallel between, you know, and we'll get into this. It's getting ahead of myself a little bit between like gamers and child soldiers mm-hmm. um, and starts kind of uh, appending that onto his background. Right. So it's like, you know, I had a gun. I held a gun the first time I was six, stuff like that. Yes. And we get more of it at this point. You know, Jack is still pretty confused. Right. Right. Um, Ocelot has an arm attack, you know, um, yeah, and, magic arm comes up <laughs> and he reveals that like, oh, you know, this happens whenever snake is nearby. So he decides, well, uh, I'm going to have to go after this, but not before saying this situation. I find it very nostalgic. Yes. So. For, for the slow people in the audience who have not figured out yet that we're <laughs> in the shadow of Moses, uh, the footsteps of shadow Moses. Right. Right. And yeah. you know, this interrogation room is inside of arsenal gear, but it is laid out very similarly to the, you know, to that, that we were in and shadow Moses. Yes. Yep, yep. Um, so he, he, he leaves, they all leave for a second. Um, and then Olga talks to you Yes. and says like, Hey, I was sent by the Patriots to support you because my child is being held hostage by them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and this is when you find out, kind of figure out their plan. Like they didn't actually betray you. They just wanted to get in somehow. Right. Um, and you know, she was fighting with snake while I was helping Emma. So there was awesome hero on robot ninja combat while I was, you know, talking about chopsticks and hair. Um, yeah. and it was, you know, during this, you know, because every metal gear fight happens during a conversation, uh, they came to an agreement that like, Hey, this is what we need to do because on, upon comparing notes, they discover that they're all part of the S three plan, um, which is, uh, well, we're, we're going to learn more about it later, but it is not amazon's storage solution yes yeah um we 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 shall find out yes um eventually um so she she's gonna get she gets you out right at this point too um and this is where uh jack talks to to rose um right and talks to rose and earlier there's been like a lot of little kind of back and forth of their relationship that's Mm kind of set up for some of this stuff like oh she went into his room his room was empty and it she freaked out and you have a very long conversation about it yeah, yeah. um etc cetera, etc cetera. pacing killing nightmares every time you want to save mm-hmm. and then the uh but this is where we find out the re- you know jack uh raiden tells rose why yes you know um and again you know somebody put a gun in my hand when i was young if i got you know if i went out and killed i got to eat and if mm-hmm. i didn't i you know i didn't have a place to sleep things like that yeah there was there there was never any reason to fight except when there was a gun in my hand which yeah. again, talking about violence in video games, killing being your only verb, et cetera. Yes. There are plenty of essays that go into better detail about this than than, than we ever could. Yeah. Um, you know, he talks about how they were trained. You know, they were shown Hollywood action films for image training. You know, to desensitize them and just this whole this whole past. Like it doesn't really affect Ryden's waking life, uh, but whenever he sleeps, he has just terrible nightmares about this, and that's why they have never actually slept together. You know, and that's yeah. why Ryden has always been evasive on the topic of marriage because, you know, he is carrying around, you know, this whole repressed nightmare <laughs> that he doesn't right. want to inflict on somebody else. Yeah, he's he's a broken boy. Right. The um so again, kind of a cool thing, a cool theme to experience to explore, especially the gaming side of it, right? Like that mm-hmm. parallel. Um if I, I think that's enough to make a game out of though. Yeah. You know, and there's there's a lot of chaff. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're gonna have to deal with here but th- this is you know relatively cool that parallel to the player is cool yes
Um, after you're sprung from this, you're in the bowels of Arsenal gear. Yeah. Like you're actually in it. Um, and you are nude. Uh, you do not have your gear. So yeah. you run around holding your dick. Um, and you can't hang or choke while doing this uh, because <laughs> you'll have to show off your balls. <laughs> show off your ding dong. However, yeah. uh, <laughs> your, your role is still like a massive cartwheel. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you do without like, using your hands. Yeah, right. So, uh, like, you, you you cannot press your junk up against somebody's back while you kill them, but you can just like show off your taint for the camera. <laughs> yeah, taint is fine. Yeah, taint is PG. Yeah, taint is pure. Taint taint yeah. is wholesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, with you so uh, far. Yeah, and you and you <laughs> and you, you can also uh, you know uh, once riding is nude, see that he's covered in like these barcode tattoos. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, this is when things start going crazy, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the, the Colonel. Right. Um, and when we talk about the towering, like achievement of awesome, um, that this is, this is to me is the coolest thing about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, this reveal specifically and yes. not everything around it. Not, it's not like, Oh, from here to the end, it's good. Cause there's so much bullshit we're going to have to wade through. Like this is not the, <laughs> near the end of the end of the game. This should have been the climax and it's the climax of one of these plots. Right. Um, and it's very good indeed. Yeah. So he's calling you, you know, and he kind of gets, he, he lays out like, oh, you can't, ro- you can't roll or you can't, uh, I guess you, you can roll, uh, you can't choke or hang, um, you know, you mm-hmm. need to work your way through, uh, arsenal gear, uh, and all these areas are named after parts of the, uh, parts of the bowel, actually. Like when I when we say in the bowels, like you are in like the ilium, you are in the duodenum and stuff like that. Yes. Um, you know, so during that, uh, he's mostly fine, but he's starting to get like staticky, um, and breaking apart. And eventually he starts just ringing you every couple of steps um, yeah. and starts talking about, I mean, he does a lot of stuff, but like one of the first ones is like, wait a minute, what this, Hey, your role on this mission, you know, this is a type of role playing game. Right. Isn't yeah. it? You know? Um, and we, I mean, like, rather than like trickle these out, we should just talk about the reveal. Yes. Like in general. So like he, he the roboting starts, he continually um, is telling you nonsense. Like he's glitching out. Mm hmm. Um, and this is, uh, one, uh, so it's, it's the best voice performance in the game. Yes. And the guy who does Colonel, uh, Campbell, because one, it's very good when he's freaking out. It's so malicious, mm-hmm. you know, the way he says that, like, this is a type of role playing, like it's very like aggressive. Mm-hmm. The foreshadowing in this has been awesome though, yeah. because his voice has been kind of disaffected and robot like the entire game. Mm-hmm. And you maybe don't really notice it. Like, it just seems like, oh, the, the guy was having a, a bad day, but there's a couple just like really awesome, uh, things that happened earlier. Like he was just like, you know, we'll use the codec. We have to contact you. Like he does mm-hmm. a lot of like over pronunciation. It's very unnatural compared to the first one yeah. to kind of set up for this. And it just becomes so creepy. Mm-hmm. Like it's overlaid over actually a pretty fucking annoying gameplay section. Like <laughs> I do not like making my way through here with no weapons or anything. Right. Right. Um, or any tools, but like you're, you're kind of going through and you're just getting these things and it's just nonsense and it's so <laughs> unnerving. Yeah. <laughs> um, and starts breaking the fourth wall kind of constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking of you know, like uh, t- t- talking about like, oh, you know, this is the, this is a simulation. You know, maybe you would preferred like a uh, you would have preferred like a medieval setting or something like that. Yeah. Um, and like that nonsense is also like interleaved or you know laced with you know like it goes back and forth between like you know I I, I want scissors sixty nine um, and also like threatening me and saying like hey we have rosemary. Uh, because it yeah. turns out the rose that you've been talking to, not the real rose. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and, and just uh, very like, you know, the mission's a failure. I'll do it. Yep. I'll do the combat. Like, you know, you're not good enough at this. Like, these <laughs> turn, things... turn off the game console. 
I'll take care of it. You know, like very, very cool. And the first time it happened, like genuinely surprising and unique. Oh, yeah. Really unsettling. Like it's very effective horror. We take that kind of like fourth wall breaking stuff very kind of like it's always I'm always happy when it comes up, but it's Mm -hmm. way less unique than when this came out. Yeah. Um, Because like a lot of the stuff that we like that breaks the fourth wall quotes this. Yeah. You know, like. We mentioned it last time, but like this section was one of the direct inspirations for the Stanley parable. Again, that both of us really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very, very good. Yes. Like the, this whole section, I almost wish, you know, or not almost, I 100% wish I wasn't doing this gameplay thing against these super soldiers without yeah. my equipment during it. The, I wish this was just a walk. The Tengu uh, soldiers that, uh, that, that are modified. They have these exoskeletons that are wandering around arsenal gear. Yeah. Like, I, I think that, the, you know, the addition of gameplay to this is a failure. I think the actual narrative content here is super, super cool. Yeah. And it contrasts poorly with what's going to come up later when we get dragged back into Metal Gear-ass plotting. Yes. You know, and that's when I say that this needed to focus on a couple of these things. We're getting to this, like, dis, like disapparate. What's the word? Diaspora? Yeah, diaspora. Is that the right word? Like, a, uh, a, like, like diaspora would be, like... <sighs> People who live in a place like moving and separating into different places. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is kind of separating out of these these kind of different themes, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, a diaspora of themes rather than people mm-hmm. um, that doesn't serve this theme mm-hmm. very well, which is by far the strongest. Like, not, I mean, this isn't a theme in and of itself. That's an AI. But this plays into that information thing, the actual plot of the Patriots. Yeah. Well, um, which is by far the coolest thing that's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the game is about being able to trust information that you're getting this whole time. You found out that the one, you know, continuous companion you had this whole time is this malevolent force that's actually talking to you inside your head. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't get rid of it. When we find out what this AI is built from, all those things are very cool. Mm-hmm. We take huge swaths of yes. time to check in with fortune to check in with Olga and her motivation. We keep getting <laughs> mired in this metal gear shit. Yeah. And it's like you would, you have, you had leveled up uh-huh. Kojima and that yeah. now you're not enjoying the fruits of that yeah, because you finally built this amazing situation where like reality is breaking down, you know, yes, like but you can't, you can't give it up though. Cause you're too in love with this literal, you know, what, who are the, like, but who, uh, employs the lolly, like who, you know, <laughs> who are the members? How, what is their connection to philanthropy? Like you can't give that shit up. Right. You know, you're too in love with this base thing when you just you should abandon it, mm-hmm. like abandon ship. You, you're telling me everything is, is like nothing is real, mm-hmm. like treat it like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it ends up being like you end up spending from here to the end of the game, which is probably like it's still like a long time. It's like we're looking at like, like three hours. Yeah, or it's like three two, two or three hours, yeah. um, much more than you would think. I was almost Maybe. like late to a recording. No, like the last time we were recording, I was like I had to pause the boss fight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to beat the game before we did episode one. And I was like, just almost there. Yeah, it yeah. goes on forever. This was the, the when we actually get to the ending. That was the first time I ever had to like use the bathroom during one of these things. Oh, Jesus. And like, I was just like felt it. You know, I'm like, this is long. Like, <laughs> but um, out of this, like three hours left, we spend maybe 25 percent of it on this really cool bit. Right. We spend maybe another like 20 percent on Snake telling the player like to define yourself. And we do this whole like you know, existential, you know, define yourself thing, which is like less interesting. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, and then just so much time just spent on boring ass metal gear shit. Yeah. And like, so the, like, I'm always like, Oh, I like the ending of metal gear solid too. I don't, I don't actually <laughs> like the ending of it. I like this penultimate part that is actually really interesting and cool before Kojima turns it back into a Kojima game. Right. It's this weird flat and they never really do anything like this again. 
Right. You know, maybe it comes up more in four, which like I have never played. I've watched videos of it. Right. Um, I started at the beginning of it, but I never beat four. Mm-hmm. But this kind of stuff is so fucking cool that I don't want to deal with all the nonsense to get to it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is the apotheosis of that panning for gold experience that yeah. is playing Metal Gear Solid 2. And you could say that this is supposed to be like the like like the climax. Right. Uh, but everything else needs to build to this when in reality it's just been most of that most of that other stuff that is like empty calories with a couple of things that you know are pointing to this kind of peppered throughout yeah know? and i understand that like the entire structure of the you know of the plan chapter is supposed to evoke like like the, the, there is a realization when they when they like just underline every single part of that that maybe you know i, I definitely picked up on like oh they're they're reusing a lot of ideas and we talked about it during the episode but like so there's a potential argument that says like, oh, if there was a game that was that was just the good stuff with the kernel, well, it wouldn't it wouldn't actually be the same because it wouldn't have been earned in the way that it is here. But like, for as good as it is, is it worth it? <laughs> well, the, the, so that's that's definitely one question. You know that that that's worth asking. Then it's also like it doesn't have to be just the good stuff with the kernel, mm-hmm. but it could be a lighter touch with the the explicitly superfluous shit. Yes, right. Like Emma is entirely superfluous. Right. You know, and we spend, like we said, about an hour and a half on that. Right. Um, does not play into this theme, mm-hmm. like, particularly well, other than just, like, having someone die for Otacon. But we didn't spend that much time with fucking Sniper Wolf. Uh, you know, like, we, uh, so we, there are a lot of things that we just spend that are not in service of this. Right. And that's what I resent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, like, I will deal with some kind of boring gameplay stuff. It still does become that question. Is it worth it? Like, but I will deal with that more when it doesn't feel like when it feels like it's for a reason. Yeah. And so much of it doesn't. Yeah. And like for as much as I criticize this game, I think it is worth it. I think that this yeah. is, you know, a kind of an indispensable moment in games, you know, so I, like, it, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Right. Whether it's worth like playing twice, that, that I really <laughs> don't know, like yeah. going through this again or uh, whether it's you could get the same thing from watching a let's play. Right. Like, because the way I, this intersa- interacts with play, I, I, I don't, don't, think I don't, does it really I, well. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you could get the same thing from a let's play. It would just be a bunch of like weird imagery. I think that a big part of what, what makes that, what makes that work is that it's interruptive and is that all of these interface elements and things that, you know, are built off of, you know, your nano machines, your radar, your, you know, any, <laughs> any of this other stuff uh, is being fucked with. You know, these things that you have relied on. I think that, like, actually, like, being able to use your hands on this is really important. Even if the actual thing that you're doing, you know, getting around these super soldiers without any gear is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm of mixed minds on it. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's, uh, if if that ends up, like, I think that does add to it. I don't think it adds to it in as critical a way, I guess, hmm. like, doing the thing. Because there are interface sections, right? But I can also intellectualize that. Yeah. Like I know something's interrupting, like I can read about something or watch something and say, oh, this is interrupting the play. Yeah. It doesn't have to be my play uh, because, you know, I don't know. I can I can yeah. make I can make that leap. Yeah. You know, um, and then, I mean, that, that's ultimately like where we come down differently on this, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but it, it's a uh, it really underlines my frustration when I get to the gold, mm-hmm. you know, that is there is that like it makes the parts that are not gold just look so much worse. Yeah. To me like drinking the finest wine out of like a cup made of shit you know i wasn't reacting like i know you feel strongly about it i felt yeah. pretty strongly too uh just the image that, that you gave was actually really gross so. yeah it's super it's super gross man i don't nobody do it <laughs> like, no, nobody fashion a cup out of shit and then drink from it 
yeah. if there's anything you can take away from watch out for fireballs yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the six years we've been doing this just don't do that yeah um, don't 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 create a, a cop out of shit yeah it's a bad idea um so a couple more you know little uh l- little tricks they do you know the the, the colonel calls us is like oh i saw rose cheating on you there was a guy leaving leaving her apartment i would have said something but i didn't want to make a big deal out of it it could be nothing i love the way that he says that too because yeah. he all of a sudden becomes your buddy <laughs> yep you know like oh i probably shouldn't tell you this but um, <laughs> i think that's really cool yeah um he calls and recites the opening crawl of uh of metal gear Mm-hmm. Um, and actually like lays down footage of the original metal gear. Uh, your radar turns into footage of a woman sleeping. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, the, uh, you also, this is where you get the, um, or it's coming it happens on the second though. We get the fission mailed. Oh yeah. Uh, no, like that, that's true. That's during the big fight on the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're, you know, essentially they're fucking with your, with your, your shit mm-hmm. in, in good ways. Yes. Um, Rose eventually calls you at this point and says, like, hey, no, I am a spy for the Patriots. That day that we met with that really, really long, boring story where you watched Godzilla like six times. <laughs> remember King Kong like six times that night? Remember that? Um, I am a spy. I've been uh, reporting back every detail of your life. Um, I'm actually the perfect woman for you. I've changed my appearance and mannerisms to suit what you wanted. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's super an interesting creepy. idea, too. It's yeah, super creepy. But then she's saying, like, I'm actually am uh in love with you but then she undercuts that as well yeah i knew right? the person like she's you loved to... was just a character yeah 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 and then she ends up becoming uh you know becoming the ai again and says like hey you're actually carrying my baby yeah and like uh, this is delivered in a super like upsetting way like her voice gets like lower and lower and more distorted and i'm yeah. carrying your... yeah I don't, yeah. I don't even like think she even gets the word out but like yeah you know says enough for you for you to know what well, shows up in the text because that's through kodak um super super cool eventually you get to the end of this uh snake shows up you know been waiting long huh you know <laughs> uh he's in his classic thing and they really fucking milk this like it, oh, you know yeah. the shot from the floor up like yeah. <laughs> snakes in the snakes back baby um you know hey we have to go ahead and take care of this there are 25 production model rays ahead <laughs> olga left you this high frequency blade yeah and then you now have this like totally different control scheme partway mm-hmm. through the game yeah um <laughs> you've got the sword that you control with your right analog stick. Yeah. Um, which is like very empowering. Like the sword, mm-hmm. like feels pretty good. Like it's very powerful. Yeah. Amazing part where like, you're like, Hey, um, you know what? Like, what if I run out of ammo? Snake says, well, you can have mine. And don't you need it? No points to his bandana and goes infinite ammo, <laughs> which is the reward for beating uh metal gear solid one. And getting uh, in a certain ending. time. Yeah. 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 Game Merrill's ending. Um, awesome like again cool thing to build a game around this weird like metafictional like and all this kernel stuff and that leads to this like am i still in a simulation is any of this stuff real mm-hmm. you know and like some of it is some of it isn't yeah. you know and, and maybe that's a better line for like what's cool and what's not is the stuff that you can question whether it's real is really cool mm-hmm. the stuff where it's definitively part of the canon is less so yeah um because that, that's very like that's an awesome moment too yeah like, and, you know, you know, Snake Snake even says, like, all of this VR that you've been going through is re- has eliminated your reality, your your ability to tell the difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's the problem with VR. Yes. Um, so you do this long fight down this hallway with uh, Tengu soldiers and Snake, uh, you know, covers you with his gun, um, is very capable, has a huge health bar. Yep. Um, you know, it's not an escort mission while you cut thing guys down with your sword. Mm-hmm. Um, it still runs into like in Metal Gear Solid 2 and you never should have belly flopped every time you get hurt right um so that still happens so there's large portions of this like waiting to get up right 
um, they're obnoxious, but it's a pretty cool segment. Yeah, because you're just like running these big circuits around these guys and then like slashing as you go along. You can do yeah. uh, so you, you can you can slice horizontally or vertically. And you can also do you, you can also do the stab. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Otacon calls and says, uh, hey, we actually found out the colonel's <laughs> thanks, Otacon. The colonel's <laughs> signal is coming from Arsenal. The colonel's <laughs> actually an AI. <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks, Otacon. Yeah. Um, explain to the character what things the players have already figured out. Cool. Um, there's a little bit of information here, though. Like, it is not strictly GW. It's a combination of AI and Raiden's own expectations. He's got these cranial implants that are, you know, kind of filling out the other half of the picture. So they're kind of like yes. resonating and giving giving him kind of what he what he expects to see. Right. And since he's so obsessed with Snake and so obsessed with the Shadow Moses incident, that's part of why this has been, you know, this the, way. The, 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 the reality of, like, recreating Shadow Moses is is, is different than the, uh, the, than the um, VR, like, weird perception kind of things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, so sorry. Sorry for correcting you there. I just wanted to make sure. No, no. It's like it's. I wish it's, that I was right about it because it's, it's a cooler blurry. idea. Yep. You know, it's it's a cooler idea that like literally all these things that we thought were happening were not happening, mm -hmm. you know. But again, when this game is real, like mm -hmm. I'm less interested in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Colonel calls, says like they, you know, they've got Rose. Snake says the obvious. Mm -hmm. Nick, it's, it's a trap. The Colonel doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. Like, you, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know this. We tell you this over and over and you figured it out because you're not an idiot. Yeah. He's like, he's retired. He's living in Boca. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, like like Raiden starts like freaking out. Like, okay, the Colonel doesn't exist. Does Rose exist? Have I ever actually met her? Um, you know, the one who's talking to me isn't real. But like, have I like he like just has this this huge crisis of reality because he's been ripped back and forth so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, we do this big fight in an elevator. Uh, this is where we get the uh, fake game over. Yes. Like, as you're running around, it gives you the game over screen, but it says fission mailed instead yeah. of mission failed. That, I, I laughed so hard the first time that I saw that. I still think it's I, super I, cool. I still think it's funny, um, but just uh, I, I I don't know why that that string of uh, that that string of characters was so funny to me. Instead of like having like oh exit or continue, they have emit or continent. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like everything is like you know roughly correct, but not not right. <laughs> yeah, if you at, at a glance, it looks correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you're like you're fighting and using the small little the small little window uh, that normally shows what happens after you die. Um, you know, you go to heaven and everybody's there and it's all happy. Yeah. No, <laughs> but you're you're fighting on this small screen and it does this a couple of times, making it you know making you think that you know you've gotten this game over because it does all the sounds and stuff on top of that. Yeah, which again is playing into this theme. Like they're actually literally controlling like Raiden's interface. Mm -hmm. You know, they're controlling the player, but they're also controlling your mind. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, they have built up this thing. They're, they're actually, they have nano machines inside you. Mm -hmm. Like they have a level of access that is yeah. uh, disturbing and, and uncomfortable. They're controlling what you see. So eventually you get on top of Arsenal. Um, and now we're in a big like Metal Gear ass story dump yes. section. Um, which is is I like literally couldn't care less about Fortune. I'd forgotten that she was there, but they have to tie up that loose end. Yeah. Uh Fortune is the daughter of the uh of the of the colonel from the not the colonel, but the, the commander from the uh from mm -hmm. the tanker chapter. She is really angry, uh, you know, at Snake for having killed her father two two years ago, not realizing oh it was it was Ocelot all along. Um, you know, and uh he sends me along so he can fight her. You know, Snake sends Raiden like, okay, I'll, t I'll take care of her. 
you know, he's got infinite ammo. She can dodge. <laughs> she can dodge infinite mm-hmm. bullets. You know what happens? Some match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. outer <laughs> heaven. Yeah, Ooh. the um my my blue outer heaven. <laughs> um, so you're at this as we mentioned at the head of Arsenal, and the ground looks like VR, like an updated like you know PS2 level VR stage mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, Solidus says, "Hey, you're a real good killer. Killed all those people." Um, because that's the whole point of you. The S3 actually stands for Solid Snake Simulation. And the idea is to put you through all this hell to create the perfect soldier, to create a solid snake via VR. Yes. Um, and then you do this boss fight um, against these multiple Metal Gear rays. Yes. Uh, you fight three at a time. Uh, the number that you fight actually varies uh, depending on your difficulty level. I think on normal, you have to take down five of them. It's either five or seven. Um mm-hmm. On no difficulty level do you actually take out all 25 uh, because, you know, Raiden kind of gives up hope partway through. Yeah. Um, this boss fight, you know, it's it's interesting at first, but like I said earlier, the, the whole idea here is fatigue. You know, that you yeah. are kind of doing this same repetitive pattern over and over again while dodging the missiles that the rays shoot at you. Yes. Um, you can dodge. You can, you can use chaff to kind of, like, ruin their tracking mm-hmm. um, if you want to. And the way the rays operate is so like miserably video gamey yes like you literally hit them in the knee to make them bend down and then you hit them in their head which then it opens mm-hmm. like it's such a it, it's such a transparent kind of video gamey thing and they're all the same yeah. um like each one so you're just kind of fighting one after another to that fatigue theme it's also and like i've read this like people have this reaction um is this is like a lot of people think of this as a redemptive moment for raiden like, I know a lot of people are like, this is the most badass thing in the game is fighting a bunch of Metal Gears. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of relies on you uh, going along with the Metal Gears are the coolest thing in the fucking world. Yeah. Uh, kind of assumption that the game makes, which I've never like really even been even in the first one, which I think is more self-contained and good. Like, I, I still have never quite gone with yeah. that. It's, a, it's impressive that a single soldier takes out you know, something that big and that dangerous, but like metal gears are not, you know, meant to be badass and dangerous to somebody who's up close to them. The idea is that they can launch nukes for nukes to anywhere in the world from anywhere in the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the, um, it's also, you know, the way that they actually work doesn't kind of gameplay wise express their power. Right. So like the idea is like, they can have all these metal gears. Like let's hope that the enemy doesn't have like 10 soldiers with rocket launchers. <laughs> Cause that's, that would be a match for these 25 guys. Mm hmm. You know, and like, yes, Raiden is a better soldier. He's been trained very well. He's done all this VR. But like what you're actually doing is not that impressive. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of aiming and then like, you know, dodging and waiting to get up. Yeah. When you get hit. Um, I find I find this boss fight pretty annoying. Yeah. Um, you know, it's again fatiguing and like also nothing we haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it is just kind of like aiming for weak spots with the stinger, um, which I've done a lot. Yeah. So it's fine. Not particularly great, but it's like they have to throw you a gameplay bone because we have another like hour of cutscenes before we get to the next <laughs> boss fight. Right. Uh, so once Raiden gives up, Olga joins in, you know, intending to, you know, fight Solidus and the race to the death. Like, hey, you know, let's finish this. I have to protect. Well, it's not just that. Like, I have to protect you. Like, you're yes. going to die. You can't die. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you my mission is to protect you. If, if you die, then my baby dies. Yes. So like that kind of you know motivates her. Mm hmm. Did did we say that explicitly? Like the, her her motivation is the Patriots are keeping her her, her, her yeah, child. Yeah, we, we mentioned that. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know if we said it in, in all of the words, but yeah. specifically, she has to ensure that Raiden succeeds. Yes. So. Um. But then Solidus comes along and you know constricts her, and then shoots her in the head. Like so, she is down. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um. Poor Olga. Right. Um. 
The uh, boy. Uh, so Solidus then sticks the remaining rays on you. Um, however, the AI kind of goes out of control. Um, the virus has maybe kicked in mm-hmm. uh, at this point, or the AI, you know, something has happened. Yeah. Um, Arsenal is on this emergency ascent course. So it is moving up. Mm-hmm. And Solidus fights the rays on his own. Right. Showing us how badass Solidus is. Just dismantles him using his Doc Ock suit. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Um, you know, and then Fortune comes along again, just like <laughs> once the people who are present run out of things to say, let's bring new people in. Yeah, we gotta bring back Fortune. Um, yeah, yeah. Fortune is captured Snake. <laughs> um Solidus uses distraction, chokes out Raiden mm-hmm. until he passes out. Yeah. And so you wake up, you know, as, you know, Solidus is calling out, you know, like, yes, you know, Fortune, I, I know exactly what you're trying to do. You're going to betray me. You're going to, you know, d- b- b- betray the, you know, the Sons of Liberty by hijacking Arsenal for yourself. Um, and he also knows it because that was Ocelot's idea was to turn, you know, Dead Cell against Solidus, even though Solidus was using Dead Cell to get <laughs> into Arsenal to access GW. So everybody's using each other. Everybody's, I think, quadruple crossing. Yes. You know, it's a, it's that complexity of of like fiddliness and complexity of plot that I I know lands for like a lot of people. Yes. Um, double cross upon double cross. Mm-hmm. Um, Solidus wants to do this. He also wants to get this list of names of of the patriots. Yes, the wise men's right? council. These twelve. The wise men's council. These twelve yeah. men who ostensibly control everything. So Ocelot then shows up, um, starts <laughs> laughing because uh, he's the real this is the you know the quintuple yeah. cross or whatever yeah he's uh that's his role of the plot but he you know starts laughing like you know what's so funny ah charades tend to be amusing yes yeah yeah um and then kind of says like you know everything here is scripted by us even the people who think they were the true script writers us being capitalized and in quotes yes yeah yep um <laughs> yeah uh so the the, the plant chapter um, of this is the the main meat of the S3 project, mm-hmm. right? It's this orchestrated recreation of Shadow Moses. Um, the Fox Die computer virus was designed to eliminate the data on the Patriots from the GW. Right. So the virus we put it there was actually to like hide the information and right. get rid of it. So this is a little bit of a, uh, a of a twin or a pair to the key cards of Metal Gear Solid One actually doing what the uh, what the villains wanted you know wanted to happen. In this case, yes. you know, you delivered the thing that would destroy uh the the data about the patriots you know with your own hands yep um you know in this the very long parlor scene uh we learn about the the fat man was hired as an examiner for this kind of to test raiden's initial suitability yeah um you know given the right situation the right conditions anyone can be made to fight like snake right um so, <laughs> so all those times where we thought huh this is pretty similar to things that we have done before um in the fiction of this world it was intentionally set up in order to, you know, take this person who they had done all this VR training on and run them through a real life situation and kind of baptize them as the new heir to, you know, the solid snake um, right. legend. Right. So, and, you know, and the reason why Raiden was chosen and why Solidus uh, is because, was chosen as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause Solidus was like a father figure and that mimics the relationship between big boss and snake. Right. Yes. Um, the only element that was not according to plan was actual snake. So again, kind of undercutting, like he's the real hero here anyway. Um, <laughs> right. not shown up. Right. <laughs> um, everything would have been fucked. Right. He's not part um, of the simulation. Yes. Um, Ocelot shoots Fortune. Fortune's like, ah, you know, I can't. Why could I die? Mm-hmm. Um, she was selected two years ago and uh, is kind of used to manipulate and control Dead Cell to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, her real immunity was nanomachines, of course. <laughs> it's um, like a special little, device. <laughs> yeah, this little, this little, you know, debit card right. that uh, Ocelot has. Right. And so, <laughs> uh, 
she was also chosen, you know, manipulated specifically because of her emotional instability, you know, around yeah. us, like, you know, you know, everything about her, you know, all of her soliloquies, like it calls attention to how like ridiculous and overthought that was and how predictable she is, you know, saying, oh, she's addicted to the drama, you know, yes. of all of this. Yeah. Um, so Ocelot has the, has a bullet immunity device as well. Like snake tries to shoot him. Mm -hmm. All the bolts go, I think it's snake tries to shoot him. All the bolts go around, um, climbs onto a metal gear to go do his metal gear thing. But then fortune gets back up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's the reason why she was lucky, uh, is because her heart's on the other side of her body. Um, so he shot her in the heart and she didn't die. Right. So she has, she actually has some natural, uh, fortune because her heart being on the right side of her chest. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I, I guess like it, it's, it, this would all work if I gave like literally any shit about fortune. <laughs> right. Like this is a very long dramatic, uh, you know, overly yeah. dramatic kind of like double, you know, this double cross upon double cross, like getting up after we think they're dead, twist upon mm -hmm. twist, yeah, is extremely fatiguing. Yeah. Uh, to me. Yeah. So if everybody has run out of things to say, introduce somebody new. If there's nobody yeah. new to introduce, bring back people who you thought were gone. <laughs> yeah. Like it is. I'm I'm losing some of the details here because it is inconsequential right like a lot of it like it does feel just like banging action figures together right you know like a kid like oh you thought like oh you missed me but what what is a what is a way that she could have survived this <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> no um, i had I, I i had double secret immunity <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah it's it's i think it's pretty frustrating yeah um she moves to confront um ocelot blows her away or no she this is where it actually works Right. So she doesn't have the device. Yeah, it actually, she does, you know, again, putting into question. So the Dumbo didn't need the feather all along. Yeah, but sometimes she does. And like, I don't know. <laughs> um, this is so fatiguing. Like, this yeah. is so like, I was so mad. Like, at this part of the game. Yeah, um, like, there's, there, there's nothing wrong with heightened reality, right? Um, but this adds up to nothing. It is just. Well, it's, it's very much trying to make me think this is cool. Yeah. Like, that is the idea is this is a cool, mo like, action movie kind of thing to happen. And it's like. It's very self-indulgent and like not related to the cool shit. Yeah. Like in, in a strong enough way, like fortune ends up being again, inconsequential kind of to the cool, the cool stuff we've hinted at. And we are not, we're, this is what we're doing instead of fully exploring that. Right. Right. Um, because then there's even more like metal gear shit that happens because <laughs> after, uh, Aslot's about to use this laser on snake and then he has another arm attack and liquid's back. Yep. <laughs> Hello um, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Like Cam Clark's ridiculous hammy voice actors back. Um, and he's the one, he's the reason why snake and Otacon are here. So right. like, so, uh, and, and that's why Ocelot didn't anticipate because it was his other person. His arm did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he texted them on it and he didn't even know he was texting them. Yeah. Um, so liquid's whole plan here, you know, again, everybody's motivations laid out on the table. He wants to bury the Patriots and he needs those names. Um, uh, in addition to, he needs to kill all these other snakes because any of them could be activated at any time uh in order to uh, in order to stop him he needs to be the one the one true and remaining snake and so ocelot uh ocelot, <laughs> ocelot liquid or liquid ocelot as he'll be known and in, in, in for you know he flees in ray and you know solid snake <laughs> forgetting that I, I don't know he just like dives after it so i don't know what his plan is once he's in the ocean <laughs> i i don't know either yeah. um how, how ridiculous is how many of these different factions are actually trying to destroy the patriots Everybody like is. It's, it's most, yeah, everybody is. But there's no uh, understanding or discussion of the fact that like these these people all have more or less the same goal. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it's it's pretty silly. Yeah. Like, and it's especially silly. Like at the end of the series, 
Ah, man, that's that, that's a huge spoiler. I, I, yeah. I won't say it. You can tell me after we're done. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I, I don't remember. Like I said, I've watched like a, a long play kind yeah. of like explainer of four, but I don't remember it very yeah. much. Because it, it has a lot of this detail chaff. Yeah. How, how about I put some classical gas in here and I'll just tell you. Okay. Okay. And that, that was classical gas. <laughs> Imagine Mo dancing. Uh, <laughs> mean, yeah. Okay. Over, I was about over. to say, wait, you mean Lenny? Uh, no, yeah, but I, no, know, I know what you uh, mean. <laughs> Simpson, Simpson shit post dot yeah. text. Did you see that amazing string of like, looks like you got the Doug dud oh, yeah. that I tagged yeah, on I Facebook? Did. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> it's so good. It, it's, it's the next level. Like I, I used to think that like classical gas was the height of Simpson shit posting, yep. but like, looks like you got the dud is so good. <laughs> yeah um yeah i'll uh, put a, i'll put a link in the show notes to, to that collection please do uh, <laughs> it's very very good i know simpsons doesn't usually show up in show notes but that's it's very good oh man now i need to open all that so just have them loop, looping because it, it, it keys in on how good that initial comedy beat is uh-huh like that animation of homer slowly smiling there is one of the <laughs> simpsons miracles yeah like all time, and that's like a great episode anyway. It's very good. Like, a, you know, the, like, the, a, like Summer of Moffat, too. Yeah. yeah, like it is it's one of the best episodes right. by far. Um, and then, but just like that, him like, ah, slowly smiling is so, so good. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a miracle. Um, man, I... I feel like I've been watching, I've been on my Simpsons rewatch for like three months now. I'm going to watch that episode 26 times rather than play this again. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> um i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if like if i totaled that up if i've actually seen that episode 26 times i've seen it a lot oh yeah like, it's definitely double digits like God, when he when he when he throws the when he throws the uh the firecracker into the into the dishwasher <laughs> <laughs> mark is watching is watching the broken dishes like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> all that black sludge backs up uh oh, yeah fuck it, 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 is a, it is a real classic uh um, all those teens too. Like if you had done that Simpsons episode, this is a little, little Simpson chat. If you had done that episode um, in modern Simpsons, all those teens would have shitty celebrity voices. Yep. But they're just you know they're they're just no names, which is mm-hmm. the way to do it. And then you run into all this like awesome uh, like you know tell us awesome things like how we shouldn't drink seawater. Like it's a really <laughs> funny performance. Yeah. Uh, you know from them. My mom's from France, so we celebrate Bastille Day. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> a very good detail. <laughs> Um, that one and i love that somebody is finally like actually calling out bart for how uh you know how radical and extreme he is yep you know like you're just trying good. too hard man yeah oh, very uh homer homer by him like the the condom the lubes yeah, the pornography. Have tonight <laughs> leave me out of it yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh man oh man yeah <sighs> Yeah, when you when you when you find that, like, I need to uh, go ahead and send it to me because I don't feel like going and digging for it. Yeah, I will send it to the, the tweet thread. Yeah, so super <laughs> extreme. Um, okay, uh, so uh, Magic Arm um, wants to bury the plant, the thing. He flees off in Ray, and Solid Snake mm-hmm. leaps after him. Right. Um, and Arsenal Gear, you know, as part of its ascent, is you know on a course to collide directly with Manhattan. Um, this is, you know, again, some of those scenes, uh, like where a lot of those scenes that were cut, you know, are from, mm-hmm. we just see the result, which is, you know, Arsenal gear sticking out, um, you know, sticking out of federal hall, which is, I, you know, yeah. I, I don't blame the game for this because they had, they had to do this. It mm-hmm. does make a big difference though. It does make it super jarring. Yes. 
you know, like like losing those scenes made made a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, far be it me sound like some kind of like, you know, anti-censorship Internet man. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this, this this was censorship to the detriment of the game. Yeah, yeah. And like even if it was self-censorship, like, oh, yeah, it, it, it's self-censorship. And it's like it's not like, you know, obvious they, they, you know, they had to do that. Um, but the, the the problem is continuity. It's not that like we lost we lost the import. Like we understand, you know, a large swath of Manhattan is destroyed. It's just like, how do we get there from here? What's the continuity and also that sense that is destroyed? Like, we know that it happened. Mm-hmm. We just don't see it. We don't see the aftermath. Yeah. You know, so it, it ends up being like a visual. Like, we only learn that from dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it ends up kind of having a little bit less of an impact, I think. Yeah. Um. So they're there. Solidus is laughing. He says, ah, oh, it's April 30th. Um, 200 years after that was the day that Rose wanted you to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, 200 years after George Washington took his place as the first president. Yep, right here uh, outside of Federal Hall. Yep. Um, he's not fighting for power. He's fighting for ideas like you know such as freedom. Um, he can't have children, but he wants to pass on his memes. Right. On his ideas. Yes. Unlike an intron of history, I will be an exon. Yes. So you know, like just his whole idea is that like you know like, like all of the clones of big boss he is sterile um he wants to have a legacy that you know leaves a positive impact on the world so even though he is doing all the, all these terrible things he is outraged by you know what he sees as the death of truth and yeah. he's right <laughs> yeah, he's the best character <laughs> uh, or at least as far as like morally best character in this game <laughs> i mean he did kill a bunch of people and like you know lead child soldiers and stuff like that yeah. the child soldier bit maybe not so much that even feels <laughs> a little bit disconnected from from yes yeah, from, from where he ended up yeah like was is that there for any reason other than Setting for it to be part of Raiden? Yeah. yeah like what yeah. was his reason for having child soldiers yeah maybe he was you know like i th- like like all of the all of the snakes ended up having something to do with child soldiers. I mean, I mean liquid, you know, was a child yeah. soldier. He was Eli and, you know, snake was also a child, you know, was a, was a soldier from a very young age. Like he had the most kind of basic of the upbringings, but it was still not, not great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's just attracted to them because that's what runs in the family, I guess. Right. It seems contrary or to, or at least not in line with most of his motivations. Right. You know, I think it's just there for riding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of disappointing because otherwise this is a character that's, you know, again, like has a lot of good points. Yeah. Um, the colonel calls at this point, and again, one of those uh all time like great deliveries, like, well, we're not exactly what you would call a human. It's <laughs> just like those words on their own don't sound like particularly menacing, but it happens he calls with this like kind of silly skull face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually like works really well. Yeah. Um, again, being like the scariest part of the you know, scariest villain in this game. Yeah. So um, he's not GW, like we said. He is this—he he is this synthesis, but he is, you know, this AI that has agency, whose beginnings were, you know, in the White House, just over the systems and over, and you know, and, and over the entire like sum of you know the American experience ex- ex- experiment, right? You know, yeah. saying, "Hey, the genome—the genome map is complete." Like that, we we thought that was the final frontier, but you know. Uh, these AIs, you know, with unlimited power behind them, are now turning to um, instead of just mapping what makes up humans, into mapping what humans have made. So they want to kind of grok to understand and chart the entirety of human history. But the problem is that as they are trying to accomplish this, um, this surge in um, data and trite junk data um, is actually stopping them from being able to do it and that stuff just sits around and is there like space junk forever always accessible yeah 
Yeah. Everybody kind of from that kind of decides their own truth, draws into their own gated communities, a.k.a. bubbles mm-hmm. in uh, the parlance of 2016, 2017. Yeah. Um, and this AI wants to decide what information should live or die. Yeah, because that uh, not to data- control to create context. Yes. You know, that junk data is an evolutionary threat. You know, it has yes. decided what is best for humanity is for a simple, more controlled truth. Because everybody, you know, just kind of goes for these convenient half-truths, right? And so they're not, you know, like the, the, the way that the AI is justifying itself is that context. It is not eliminating. It is strictly framing things up in such a way that people only have access to what is most relevant, uh, read what is most convenient for the patriots themselves. Yes. And and that makes this the most effective kind of antagonist in this game that is like drowning an antagonist. Yes. Because a good antagonist is Magneto, like has good points. Right. You know, like I don't think I, I don't want to put an AI in charge of that. No, <laughs> but it's still it's it's legitimately a problem. Right. And that's why this is a good antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, like I said, you just, you spend a lot of time doing Metal Gear ass shit instead of dealing <laughs> with this because this immediately like just becomes like this fight against somebody who has your same goal. Right. You know, um, but we he also reveals so the S3 uh, project does not stand for solid state simulation. It stands for so- selection for societal sanity, mm. which that, that name needed a little bit of uh, time in the old hopper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe try the second idea. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, that could have that could have. But I mean, when in the world has Kojima named something and had it be a cool name? <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, like, even if the things are cool, right. like they always have bad names. Right. Even solid. I'm the biggest is... David. Solid Snake is already silly, yeah. you know, and even like I'm the biggest David Bowie fan in the world. It's crazy that those things are called Diamond Dogs, <laughs> like that they you know, reference that. Like, yeah, it's super, super. You know, he does not name things well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so both the Colonel and Rose, uh, the Rose that we've been interacting with this whole time, are portions of the S3. You know, creating these conditions and you know managing this. So again, covering a little bit of the same ground, but you know, revealing more of this and revealing kind of the core, uh, you know, of the of the villain's idea. You know, they chose Shadow Moses as this model for crisis management. You know, like, I wonder if you would have preferred a fantasy setting, like kind of giving their justification for, you know, why they why they arranged it like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they they chose you specifically because of your skill for denial. Yeah. Um, you had done all this VR training. You accept fiction. You follow the mission. You are a game player. You do not question what you the designer question. is, you know, putting yes. forward to do. Would you kindly? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the colonel says, like, hey, you have to kill Solidus. Um, you say, no, I don't want to. <laughs> and he goes, well, can I remind you that we still have Olga's child uh, and the real Rose? Yeah. Um, so if you die, uh, they die, you should kill them. Yeah. Uh, so not, like, not only this child, but uh, your significant other and your unborn child. Yes. Yeah. So the emissions keep coming uh, because Solidus uh, kind of cops to killing Raiden's parents and kind of forcing him into this life uh, as, a, as a soldier uh, for a bullshit reason that makes no sense uh, to see if people are free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so like if you force somebody into a life that is suboptimal, uh, it is has something to say about freedom if they do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it, it it has the cadence of a point, but I don't know what that point. I, I haven't the foggiest of what that. No, point it's might not. Be. It's not very good. It, again, it feels like revisionist history to me. Yeah, like trying to uh, motivate him and, and just kind of do things for Raiden's backstory that kind of underdevelop Solidus as a character. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so you're standing on the roof of you know Federal Hall, and you know even though you are both kind of on the same side at this point, he still has to kill you because contained in your neural implants and in, in your in your nanomachines, um, 
is the actual data about the Patriots, about the Wiseman's Council. So GW has eliminated that from Arsenal Gear, made it so, you know, like that that avenue is impossible. And this is a duel to the death, so we can, I guess, harvest your <laughs> harvest your information. From your blood. Yeah. Yeah, so you get into this fight, um, and there's I, there's supposed to be some like killing your father pathos here. Yeah. Like it is too too wound up to really work for me. Yeah, you know it's an emotional thing, but you know you surpassing your father, etc. Um, it's a sword fight, uh, back and forth where he can slide around, and do tentacle tricks, yeah, and stuff. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the sword you know, mechanics I, enough that it I, you know, like that 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 carries it for me a little bit. Again, the being knocked down at every uh, at every uh, yeah. piece of damage is not great. That's the bummer part of it to me. Like, this could have been a cool fight. It mm-hmm. definitely could have been better than the fist fight on top of Metal Gear, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, getting knocked down every time you get hit really sucks. Yeah. But it's fine. You're, like, you get through it. It's not particularly tricky or particularly, like, that cool. Right, right. Uh, so it's, it's a two-faced fight. Like, eventually he throws off his uh, he throws off his tentacles uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, blows up his muscles. Uh, again, yeah. super weird. Uh, and gets faster, leaves more uh, fire trails behind him. Yep. Um, but eventually you finally uh, kill him and uh, he stumbles off a of federal hall. Yeah. Um, I looked away um, at this time. Does he land on something? Is he impaled on an American flag? He's in a <laughs> no, he, he does land on something. It's not a flagpole. I think he lands on a statue of George Washington, actually. Oh, fun. <laughs> if, if I recall, like, uh, don't, you know, don't crucify me if, if I forgot that. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't feel bad admitting that a lot of the ending of this game blurs together. No, no, you know, it's, it's so many like twist upon chi- twist. Like I just don't, I, you know, it's, it's very hard for me to pay attention to it. Yeah. I don't find it really interesting. Um, so now we're in the very long ending and this is that part I was talking about where it was like, I had to go to pee the first time I played this and I was just yeah. like, Jesus Christ, like <laughs> I have to piss. Um, so Raiden stands there kind of surveying, uh, this portion of Manhattan that's destroyed and people just kind of start walking by. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like first responders, you know, it's not people who are covered in dust and, you know, dazed by this horrible disaster that has befallen the most populous city. It's like people going about their daily business. Yes. You know, they're like, they're in just like business suits and, you know, cause they're sheep and they don't even care, man. <laughs> they, like, they, they don't even see the reality of the world around them. They're, they're too busy looking at their phones. Ugh, they're they're too busy. Uh, yeah. They're too busy being, uh, surrounded by the minutia of real life. They don't even notice that. These these weird, you know, like this like suited, you know, pretty boy and this this uh muscle Dr. Octopus fought on the, you know. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they're trying to get at with this. No. Um if it's not that, and if it's that, that's stupid. <laughs> um I mean like I mean it. Like it's, it's no, a dumb no, point. It's just, like, it's just funny. I just I just like that you set it up where it's where it's the dumbest shit either way. It's it's uh it's it, we're we're going into trite town here. Yeah. Like this is where when I talk about the ending and I say I actually don't like it. This whole like thing about like you have to define yourself stuff yeah. uh, doesn't really land for me. No, it's um, it's it's way too like way too personal. It's very it's very personal. It's very soapboxy. It's very yeah. just Kojima saying a theme that no one in the world would argue with. Yeah, you know, it's, exactly. It's, it's, so yeah. so I guess the problem... this isn't presenting an argument. It's just kind of saying like things that have been part of classical literature and humanities, yeah. tra- you know, yeah. uh, training or, or education since dawn of time immemorial. Yeah. 
Oh, so self-determination is good? All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not just genes that we pass down to somebody. It's our values? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, so when I say it's, like, way too personal, that's not what I mean. I love personal stories. I think that I think that every everything could benefit from being smaller and realer, you know, and here we are mm-hmm. talking about the, 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 the biggest, the biggest, the biggest example of like bigger and more unreal. Um, but, uh, but no, it's not that it's personal. It's that it's trite. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It just, again, nobody, nobody could argue with this. Right. And like the idea, you know, he's saying, Hey, like there's a little bit too much of, uh, again, that kind of getting high on your own supply. Ness, mm-hmm. where he's talking about like, the meta read of this is that it's about, at least in part, about these games. Mm-hmm. This idea that, like, you know, you have to define yourself, but also we define ourselves by the media we create and pass down, mm-hmm. um, things like that. That stuff all has value. Like, yeah. there's like, a little bit of like including Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid Two. TM. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, a little bit of just like you know, this philosophy is important. Yeah. Which uh, again, you know, it's either here or earlier where Snake's like, you know, you have to look at the philosophy behind the words. Like, don't. Mm-hmm don't obsess over the words like actually look at the you know the the philosophy that like is just underlining it too 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 much yes again light touches would be a way better way to do this yeah <laughs> you know because um, let me draw some conclusions ex- exactly like let me let, let me marinate on the theme of legacy you know and, yeah. and 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 what that really means you know that 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 Anything can be children in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, a, a, a lot of the stuff we do will end up outliving us. Maybe not, you know, it's, it's things that everybody does, but like it all contributes to a system of values that will define and constrain the lives of people who come after us. Right. You know? Which is an interesting idea. Yeah. Like that, that is a fine idea to present. And this game spends part of its time doing that, you know, but it's ending just it. Nobody like it reminds me of um, the end of Psycho. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you watch Psycho and then it's like it was revealed that, uh, you know, Norman Bates was was uh, obsessed with his mother and was insane and stuff. And then it switches that fucking scene with the two cops outside his cell just telling the audience <laughs> what just it. happened. Yeah. That's literally what this is. Yeah. Like and it's like, you know, I know I've said earlier, like no stories tell themselves like that. And then I just name checked one of the best horror movies of all time. But like, right, right. It's the it's the flaw in that otherwise perfect movie. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, so that that is a product of its time. Right. Like yes. that was. You know, Hitchcock was doing some really adventurous stuff with that. Like, you know, he was groundbreaking, right? Yeah. It's it's kind of similar to, like, what is it? At the, the end of every crime movie into the Hays Code had to have a scene that was very similar to that, which is the cop saying, like, oh, we finally got him because crime never pays. Nah. And, then, right, and then they're right. down. Like, you know, at, at, at the time, you you kind of had to do that even if later on that you know has a you know a damaging effect on the entire work like oh that's kind of a you know you just end on a fart <laughs> right <laughs> right um i don't know that there's the same necessity here but I'm, i don't, I'm, I don't I'm, think I'm, there is like it is innovative <laughs> if, if the point you're going towards is like this is he's doing new ground right so he felt the need to do that um i don't think that the this medium the way that kojima uses it is necessitates that because it's more or less still like for the last little bit it has been very movie like and cinematic yeah. so he's pulling he, from it and so he should he should embrace the actual progress that has been made in yes that. you know especially because he presents himself and he's he presents himself and he's talked about in the terms of being a film director who happens to work in games yes and like a, a, he'd be a terrible film director right like there there's no way he could he could hack it like and this is this is evidence of that. Like this is this is nonsense from like a fiction point. No one would put up with this. 
if you went and saw a movie that had all these things that happened and the character just stayed and like gave you a speech at the end, mm-hmm. that's literally just saying the themes. No one like no one would put up with that. Right. Like it would be panned. <laughs> um, and it, and it should be right. Like it's very obnoxious. Yeah. Like it's, it's very like just the director getting on a soapbox saying a thing with no layer of like obfuscation, you know, none of like, Oh, this character or this arc represents this idea, mm-hmm. you know, or this couple lines is like, or a mouthpiece for the author. Yeah. Like, no, this entire, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, whatever this is, just this part after the death is the author just talking to you. Right. And again, telling you something that there's not two sides to. Like mm-hmm. everybody's on board with this already. Right. Guy, you don't have to convince me. Yeah. But then he's, you know, he's going through all that trite stuff, but then he veers back into something that is reflexive on the game itself. I know you didn't have much in terms of choice this time, but what you felt during this mission is yours. Right. <laughs> you know, like, like, like your reaction to this, you know, like, like that, 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 that is what you contributed, you know, to, you know, to, to this experience that you were put through. Right. You know? And um, <laughs> so, which, which is, I mean, again, is fine as, as a thing, if the game and ending had been about that, right? Right. Cause then it switches into this dog tag thing, which again is bringing up this player and character, like avatar identity issues, mm-hmm. but saying like, Hey, define yourself is not commenting no. on the relationship between a game player and a video game. No, no. Player. Because... Unless it's, unless it's like literally saying like, Hey, it's almost like you could read it as undercutting like the would you kindly mm-hmm. thing, right? Because if the idea is, hey, um, what you went through is yours, mm-hmm. so only the feelings are yours, then it doesn't matter. Like all this commentary on player choice or player kind of agency is meaningless because you still feel something. Yeah. Which, like, if that's the perspective, the rest of the game doesn't really lend itself to that, I don't think. No, no. And I don't think that's a very good perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't I don't think that's something I can get on board with. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this this dog tag thing is like kind of the, the final like, you know, meta mind screw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and picture a fourteen year old Cole being completely like blown away by this. Yeah. Forgetting for forgetting that I had entered my name, you know, twelve hours ago. Yeah. It's a neat. It's a neat move. Yeah. Um. So he says like, uh, Raiden pulls off his dog tags. Um. They they have your name on him. It says uh, Snake says anyone you know, never heard of them. I'm gonna start my own future, pick my own name. Throws mm-hmm. the dog tags away. Yeah. He's no longer going to be controlled by Cole. He's going to, I don't know. And then, <laughs> well, that's, that's where, that's where that, that ends. He's going to go become a tragic monster. Yeah, he's he's, he's going to go uh, star in a much better game. Um, <laughs> by which you mean Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, by which I mean Revengeance. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I'm just. The, I'm... I know. Um, I just wanted to clarify in case anybody didn't know about how uh, good Revengeance is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Snake, you know, then they tie up every Metal Gear-ass plot you send. <laughs> yep. Snake says, you know, we've inherited freedom from those who fought for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever that means. But more like the loose end is just like, okay, we're going to go find Olga's child. Mm-hmm. Um, we put a tracer on Liquid's Metal Gear Ray. Um, so he'll probably head off out of the Patriots. You know, we'll go do that. Yeah. Uh, turns out the uh, the virus that you installed was bogus. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it was one that wouldn't destroy the name of the Patriots. Um, Otacon is working. Wouldn't it have been a good thing to tell uh, Solidus that? Yeah, so you didn't have Solidus to like, cut your head open? Me. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a good thing to like say as opposed to just hanging back because of cool dramatic rule of cool shit. Yeah. So we can have this thematic fight with the father. Uh, um, especially since Snake is supposed to be unequivocally like 
a good guy in this, not mm-hmm. play mind games with you. Right. But whatever. Yeah. Ryden wants to go with Snake to, you know, help them take down the Patriot, but Snake refuses to let him come because he has his own business to attend to. Namely, Rose is there on the streets of Manhattan with him, you know, and Ryden mm-hmm. wonders if Snake was even there. Um, and, you know, again, still questioning his reality. He sees Emma's parrot fly away and like, oh, okay, well, that could just be an unrelated parrot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, Raiden asks Rose, like, hey, who even are you? I haven't really known a version of you. She says, we're going to find out together, uh, won't we? Which, like, this rings very weird and false to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, just, like this, this, I don't, if you've never actually known this person, if the whole time it's been a simulation, um, it would take a little bit more than, like, I don't know. It, uh, this well, this feels confused and messy to me. It hasn't been a simulation the whole time. No, because yeah. he got her pregnant. You can't get a simulation pregnant. <laughs> right. It's not like but an immaculate conception. Have, yeah. Like, but parts of her have been. Right, right. So, like, parts of, of she, she, she's been, like, modifying herself. I, I thought you were I thought you were saying, like, she has always been the simulation that we interacted with the on AI. the mission. Yeah. No, not the, okay. the AI. But she's, you know, she's been modeling herself. Like, that is such a betrayal on a fundamental level. The idea that you just kind of bounce back from that and be like, all right, let's give it a shot. Yeah, I don't care that crazy. you've been Truman showing me for years. Yeah, <laughs> literally, you've been gaslighting me on a scale, like a cosmic scale. <laughs> um, that's fine, though, because I gave you a baby. Like, at the very least, like, you know, pay child support, Raiden. But go, you know, if you're going to go start your own life, you can't do this. Right. You know, this is, like, literally what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> because who knows? And then Raiden realizes, finally, what the day is. It's, it's, it's George the, Washington's it's the, birthday. Yeah. And, and it's the day <laughs> it's, they first met. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the day that they first watched King Kong a thousand times, mm-hmm. uh, he says he wants to pass on everything that isn't his genes to his baby, proposes to Rose, and the credits roll. Yes. This is for your ears only. Um, into the spy thing. After the credits, you know, there's this post-credit filibuster, just in case you didn't get it the first time. Uh, Snake, you know, the voice of Snake is talking about passing the, tor- the, passing the torch and letting our children read our messy and sad history by its light. Building the future and keeping the past alive are one and the same thing. And this relates to an actual real-life controversy that was happening around the time that Kojima was putting this together. It was kind of uh, some of the core of the interesting ideas that we've talked about. I want to bring it up here because, like, he might as well just have said, like, hey, it's kind of fucked up that in the late 90s, Japan was trying to expunge all of the terrible things they did during World War II from their history books in order to present a more kind of, like, clean-cut version you know, of their, you know, national history, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 I don't know. Like I was about to it's say, kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's again, like, it's interesting that it comments on that. Um, I'm on board with that. It, that part of it specifically feels like it does come out of nowhere. Like the rest of the game was not, and it's not like it's a theme you couldn't do a, a game about. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the game could be about that. It's just about too many things. Right. I think. So that's something I'm on board with, and I do think it's interesting, but it's it's confused. It ends up being, you know, again, kind of uh, scattered in a way I don't really like. Right. Um, and then at the very end, uh, our final little twist. Uh, and again, this was intended to be the last game, so he wants to end on this little twist so we can fill in our own blanks. Like, mm-hmm. one of them, man, that didn't think about that. Like, Kojima wants the version that I want. <laughs> in some level, on some level, deep within him, he knows it is a better story to leave this stuff ambiguous. He, he, he wants to keep pick. He wants to stop picking at the scab. Yeah, but he can't do it. Like he's conflicted. Like there's some version of him that like gets that I'm right, and like, but he can't <laughs> you do that. Personally, Gary Butterfield. Yes, he, he knows. Uh, you know, because he says like it, this ends with this like twist. You know, very similar to the last one. Um, they got the names on the disc. 
there's a double twist. One like that's weird. Like one is that uh, one of the people on the disc was one of Philanthropy's biggest contributors. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, you know, they've been directing Solid Snake's actions. Mm-hmm. You know, how much control do they even have on other people that were not part of the simulation? Right. And then all 12 members died 100 years ago, and they're buried in Manhattan. Whoops. So they're dead, and this is like either they're like, it's in more AI shit mm-hmm. or something. In reality, um, the Wiseman's Council is revealed uh, in 4 to be, guess what, characters you already know. So Yeah, it's like, it's like the nice guy from 3. Like mm-hmm. the nice British guy from 3. Is uh, one, right? z- yeah, zero. Zero is uh, yeah. the, the the leader and founder of the Patriots. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, and then that ends up being Metal Gear Solid Two. Um, I think. I mean, I feel like we co- covered a lot of like the conflict of this, right? Like we, we certainly did. Yeah. I mean, like we, we we had our own little filibusters in the middle of this, and it's stuff that is definitely worth saying because, like, you know, there are things in here that we are over the moon for, right? And I think yeah. that we 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 praised those appropriately. Um. I think we praise those appropriately. I think so. Like it is, it is. So when I, we say whether this is worth playing, like I think it is definitely worth playing. Like I said, the once, right. It's mm-hmm. worth seeing this reveal. It's worth seeing this turn. Yeah. Um, the things that are the craft you have to get through the unflavored oatmeal you have to eat mm-hmm. to me makes the, the prospect of another playthrough make me want to shoot myself. <laughs> like, you know, maybe not quite, but like it, yeah. it just makes it sound like the, it's like the last thing I want to play in the world. Yeah. You know, it just, it sounds bad. Like it's cool to see some of this stuff, but and it's been fun to read about. Right. Mm-hmm. Like doing the kind of research, like it's been fun to read those essays that kind of tear this apart about or turn uh, tear apart the ending, mm-hmm. even if I don't really like the way the ending is presented. Yeah. You know, like I like people kind of getting to it, digging out the parts that are interesting, uh, you know, for me or just kind of commenting on it, even if I don't agree with them, even if I think that like, yeah, that's like you stretching a little bit that that's not really what most of this is about, because mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time on fortune. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, Spent a lot of time hearing that smoky jazz music. Yeah. Yeah. Fortune's theme. You know, that it's a, I, so it's been fun to like read about, right? Like mm-hmm. it's an undeniably important, cool game. And it's been fun to talk about. Like this has been yeah. fun episodes, despite the fact that like, I was fairly miserable during a lot of the playtime. Like it's, <laughs> it's been a fun episode. Yeah. It's just whether that equation is worth it for you. Yeah. And because I, I you know the things, the things that are the oatmeal, I feel very strongly are oatmeal. Right. Um, you know, and unless less somebody who's listening to this think that like it was unanimously, unanimously negative, I wasn't as miserable as Gary was. No, you know, for you know, sure. I like it. Like I wasn't like crazy about it. The first, you know, like the first time I, like the first time I played it, you know, I've played this game several times, you know, it's uh it's, it's fine. It's fine. But I, I, I just have a different, a different relationship or a different tolerance to what, uh, you know, to, 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 to what he's doing. You know, and, yeah. you know, that, that, that could be read as, you know, not being critical enough. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't think so. Cause it's one of the most popular, like I said, it's one of the most popular game makers of all time. Right. Like, right. Right. There's something, there's some kind of gene, uh, inside, <laughs> inside people where that just doesn't bug them, uh-huh. you know, and it just, it's as somebody, and it bugs me more now that I have started thinking about how games are constructed. Right. So I'm not saying that to say like to undercut my point and say, you're not being critical because you are a good <laughs> games critic, but the, uh, now that I start when I when I started thinking like what makes a game, what are the good things that you do with gameplay, what are the ways that you take advantage of your medium, right? It makes this seem worse to me. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like it might just be that I can hold I can hold both versions of that truth in my head. You know, yeah. Like I can fully acknowledge it, but also like not feel physically in pain when I'm going through it. Either because of affection for the characters, affection for the series, like just my utter adoration for some of those you know for some of the ideas. 
um, and playing through this in 2017, recognizing that, you know, pre 9-11, which was still the 90s, we <laughs> Kojima was able to project something that would feel like even more relevant now than it did back then. Like all of that, you know, has me over, you know, <laughs> again, over the moon for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I can hold both of those in my head along with like recognizing that large portions of this, what you're actually doing is really bad. And, you know, like we've talked about it so many times, it doesn't matter if it was intentional. It's still bad. Right. <laughs> like you're still, you're still doing it, you know? Right. Right. And it, it becomes, it becomes like a, like, like we said, it, it becomes a worth it thing. It becomes, it goes down to sensitivities because there are people who just love it. Right. Like yeah. even the things that are frustrating, like. Like the pacing, like they think this is good pacing on a game. No, no. And it's just, it's so contrast to what I, how I want something paced. And the thing, the big revelation, uh, the two revelations I had playing through this time, uh, or kind of like, you know, two and a half, it's like one is it's not just about the pacing because of that interactivity. It's also Mm -hmm. the pacing of storytelling. Yeah. uh, Which I mentioned. The other one, and this is the idea I want to run past you because this came up during Slack and stuff. Mm I was thinking about kind of uh, Kojima in general, kind of writ large, and his, his message, his overall message for the kind of the series. And it's like, these are, these are anti-war games, right? Like it is, it is an anti-war message. Yes. I feel like a lot of that is undercut by this military fetish, fetishization. What is it? It's the, it's the Truffaut quote, which is, uh, it's impossible to make an anti-war yes. movie because by showing the actual effects, you are glorifying it. And I, I think, I think these, these games do that a lot. Yep. Like I've never played a series of games that is more in love with the minutia of war with the trap like you know. how cool is this gun everyone's referring to everything by its exact name we're learning all these cool facts about them mm-hmm. and like kojima's just interested in that stuff he thinks it's balls awesome yeah there's no you know there's no part of that and i think that that kind of contradiction where it makes a a person can make sense to have like oh i really really love this stuff but i also recognize it's awful that's an interesting conflict right that is a very hard message to get across in a game mm-hmm. so like as much as i know like, you know, when I, that this, the series leads to in five, like this anti-war message, like when you proliferate nuclear Armageddon, mm-hmm. you become more of a literal demon mm-hmm. in that game. Like I get that that's the point you've spent literally your entire career from the very first thing I've ever seen about Metal Gear, which is that page in Nintendo power with all the weapons <laughs> telling me how cool war is, how cool conventional war is, because mm-hmm. the entire thing has been about how awful nuclear weapons are, Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I always write it a little bit broader than than just nuclear weapons are bad, but war is good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's hard for me well, to think of, like... Because soldiers are a special kind of person. Soldiers have different needs. Soldiers have different, uh, you know, like, they, 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 they are gods who walk along the earth is what you would be led to believe by any of Kojima's right. work, right? So so if, if that's the idea, if it's literally that point of uh, uh, kind of articulation where it is literally like war is actually very good. Just nuclear war is bad. Right. Like that is not a point worth making. Like <laughs> war is bad. Like you can't right. like, why, why draw the line there? It's always oh, child soldiers, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like child soldiers are bad. War is bad. Everything up or nuclear war, everything up to that point, killing scores and scores of regular people through conventional weaponry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dresden ruled. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, the, like that... the, the, the nuking of Hiroshima was terrible and was a thing that all, you know, like broke humanity in a way that we will never, ever be able to come back from. But the firebombing of Tokyo? Fucking yeah, rocks, man. Yeah, extremely good. Yeah. 
you know, I'm, I'm a social, I, <laughs> socially against war, but uh, economically, uh, economically for, for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, and, it just undercuts a lot of like the heart of this to me. Right. Right. It makes it hard for me to take this seriously. And it's been present the entire time. Yeah. Like I said, the very first thing I've ever learned about Metal Gear is glorifying war. Yeah. Is that a good message for games? I don't think so. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it, it, it's something that like you could, you can mark how sophisticated a game is based on how far it gets away from violence as a mechanic, you know, yeah. uh, then people, people will probably throw up their arms and decry that. But like, it's a stance that we have. It's a value that we have, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and again, as, as a person, like I can, I can take pleasure in the violence of a video game. Right. Right. And then also condemn violence in real life and also appreciate it as an alternative in a video game. Right. But making a work that expresses that contra that contradiction, that literal like two incompatible kind of ideas, would be real like a real slippery slope. Yeah. Like, uh, and also just kind of mealy mouth in a way that's not really worth taking. Like, it's I'm it's I'm bordering on saying it's too nuanced, but it's not really too nuanced. Like, if you're saying like, hey, war is fucking rad, and the instruments of war are rad. Mm -hmm. Like, even to the point where he's saying nuclear war is bad. Tell it like the way that Metal Gear is presented. In this mm -hmm. game, like when you first see the Rex, which is exist to nuke things, mm -hmm. uh, is shot like a new car. Yep. Like it's shot like the sexiest piece of hardware that's ever been. Like he loves this shit. It's every part of his body loves it. Mm -hmm. Like he's his mouth is saying it, but he's got this huge erection. It's like the statue in Cat's Cradle of, the, uh, <laughs> of Oppenheimer. Yeah. You know, where it's like him troubled, but he's got this huge boner. <laughs> you know, like. Right. That's that's what that's what he is. And like, that's a fine thing for a person to be like, you can make a game about Kojima that is like mm -hmm. interesting as a character sketch. But as a perspective, as a voice for narrative, I think it's yeah. kind of a failure. I mean, so it's 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 lip service to an idea that is probably too big for games, especially a game that is about war and, you know, like has you tied to these actual implements. Right. Mm -hmm. um, after two, you know, re remember, this is like the, the, the fourth game in the series. I think that three takes three takes a different view, which is more about the idea of loyalty to a country and loyalty to an idea and which of those is more important mm -hmm. for um, at least at the start. You know, like an, I, I wasn't as sensitive to the stuff when I first played four and I've only played four one time, but I've gone back and played the first chapter of four. Um, mm -hmm. which is, which is fine. Like the play in that is better than I remember it being for, you know, as little of it as there is. Yeah. He's on a continuum. <laughs> like he, the play gets better as these games go. Right. Right. Um, but you know, four like begins saying like, okay, it's the year 20 XX, uh, and war is commonplace. Like what is happening is human life has become so ultimately expendable. It's, you know, it's, it's like a 1984 kind of thing. Like, you know, talking about just like a dystopian future involves infinite war forever, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then ultimately gets to five, which is, you know, which jumps back in time, but says, you know, even being associated with this makes you, makes you, you know, commit Lesser these, than. yeah, like, le 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 less human. It's, it, it is a series of compromises and inward turning inward turning loyalty and justification that turns you into a monster that you hoped you would never be yeah right so like as he has worked against this i see growth i see growth in this idea of like making making commentary that actually you know lives up to you know any interpretation of nuance on the part of it i think in two it's way too scattered 
it is way you know like it it is it is put into you know so many of these different buckets so so many of these different buckets and so many of these different ideas that like all of that becomes hazy and what comes to the forefront is you know snake identifying a you know a kamchatka um by the by the sound of its motors because yeah. you know what's the difference between kojima and tom clancy um <laughs> it's only it's only the conclusion everything else is fine yeah everything, everything else leads up same. to it yeah. yeah and i mean that's really what i'm what i'm picking up on that's yeah. you know a, at least a, a moment that's causing me dissonance when i try to look on him kindly like as a as a game maker because i'm ultimately sympathetic to like what his ultimate points are it's it, the like, journey it, there is always fraught it's tough because like we know his heart's in the right place his, yeah, but his his dick isn't, or his, his or his brain's in the right place, but his heart isn't. You know, or vice versa. Like he, yeah. he's not in the right place. Right. You know, it's like there's there's part of it. And when I say dick, it was alluding to that boner statue, not the um, just the fact that yeah, he has not, pervy not, shit. In yeah, all not, games. not the I mean, really, that, that that that's a whole separate issue, and it's one that I've, I'm I'm kind of tired of. Yeah. <laughs> like it like that that conversation is actually less interesting than what you than what you're talking about, which is yeah. which is the war boner, right? It's yeah. It's I mean it's it's less interesting. It's also still a thing though you know it has to be like you, you run into a, a you can't you, you, like you can't you can't throw it aside like i'm not disregarding it i'm not yeah. discounting it like i just for for, just, for the purposes of what we're talking about yeah. you know it just becomes part of the it's it just he's a he's a creator where there is a huge stack of things you just have to say nope that's just him yeah. that are actually very bad right you know and this is just one of them like the the warfetization the perviness the the Failure to know how to tell a story in an interactive meal, the failure to tell, like mm-hmm. not to describe it to knowledge. It's obviously a choice. The failure to tell mm-hmm. a story in a way that takes advantage of his medium, you know, the pacing issues. These are all things like it just becomes so many things. You just have to be like, yeah, that's him. You know, I just, I just, that's, that's my buddy. Like it's yeah. just gotta be okay. And we just, we give him this weird, you know, the gold stuff that you deal with is worth it, but it makes, or is like unique, you know, and unique and powerful and cool. Yeah. It just, becomes kind of a question to me like yeah. how unique how powerful how how cool it has value does it have infinite value yeah because the stack of like you know problems like cordwood outside the cabin like just keeps getting higher and higher yeah with well, this dude like why it was such a like revelation and like how frustrating that aspect can be yeah you know what it's a boring guy it's been had but it's like <laughs> man, well, it bothered me. What, what what i will say um and and the way that i will uh, i was about to say challenge the way i will push back on that um, is to say that, like, yes, on the aggregate, if you look at his biggest titles, if you look at, you know, the legacy of his work, that's how the balance comes out. The mm-hmm. fact that he had a Peace Walker in him, the fact that he had a Metal Gear Solid Five, which, you know, descends into Kojima-esque filibuster, you know, a, a non-trivial amount, a non-trivial amount, right? Um, you know, the, but but the fact that, like, the ratio is getting better and has mm-hmm. gotten better actually gives me hope that he is growing you know it's taken yeah. a very long time and you can never jettison metal gear solid 2 you can never jettison the war fetishization you can never you know jettison the gross pervy stuff you know from that but like he's which is not getting better right. that's getting worse <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> right but um you know like in terms of interactive story and you know thing th- things like that like that's on a trajectory to kind of be okay it's For sure. it, it's it's weird because Usually when a creator breaks big and becomes, you know, this massive auteur in the way that Kojima is, they have already matured 
<laughs> you know, as somebody who is like making something in that form. I think that like Kojima's journey has actually been one of like he's he's kind of just now getting to a point where it's like, okay, yes, like you are actually making gameplay that matches some of this. Like you are yeah. actually like, you know, putting this into trappings and putting this into something that makes, you know, that that that, that, that is a good conveyance for these ideas. So I think that, that that isn't an argument for leniency because we are judging this as, you know, like a huge part of his, uh, a huge part of his portfolio. Um, and it will always be there. He can never get rid of this. I just think that like, if we are, if we are judging the creator as opposed to the creation, that is something to take into account that Metal Gear Solid five does exist and does, does engage with this and execute on it in a way that is as diametrically opposed to metal gear solid two as I think you could possibly be at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, so it makes me think two things. So like one, and I've, I've said this before, but like death stranding is a real, like Schrodinger's Kojima for me Yeah, because I need to know more about it. And I need to know if this is, Hey, I am free of this control. I'm going to literally do everything that, you know, I don't know if metal gear solid five was a product of restraint, from forces outside him or if it is that evolution mm -hmm. i'm not ready to give him credit for that evolution just yet oh, because oh. there are parts of the you know, five and peace walker that are all of his old indulgences as bad as they've been right it's they're next to parts that are better mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i don't think that actual intersection of those two things has gotten much better i think that it's like he's just like the games just play like a thousand times better mm -hmm. you know and and that's really important to me I don't know if I don't know whether I can give him credit for it, though. Hmm. Um, and that's why, you know, or if it was somebody it was a, a function of restraint or the fact that he's like, I didn't I wanted to stop making fucking Metal Gears. Um, you know, let's I'm going to toss off some of my crazy ideas and <laughs> the team is going to make the gameplay. I'm, I'm tired of making Metal Gears, so I'm going to make the best Metal Gear ever. <laughs> it is the best, but I don't know if it's him. <laughs> right. right. Like, because it's yeah. like, you know, that, that, there's that, a whole that, teams of people who like the, the, you know, the a bunch of there's the anecdote about this game where like. He came in and just said, like, hey, everybody give me your ideas. Mm -hmm. And every idea more or less made it in. Right. You know, so it's like some of the dumber parts about Metal Gear Solid 2 and some of the great parts are probably have nothing to do with him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just him. Like, it's right. not. Oh, yeah. He sets uh, down in a garage and that, makes Metal Gear. That, 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 that's reductive. I mean, we're falling yeah. into the same trap that uh, people who uh, fetishize. Uh, Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. So it's like I, I five to me is such a drastic gameplay shift. And then the parts that are not gameplay. <laughs> like I just I mean like Death Stranding is going to be a big revelation. Kind oh, of it's thing. a moment like, of truth, right? Like, like we just have to decide yeah. that like free of previous constraints and free of continuity, is he going to listen to his better angels or his worst angels? Yes. Or were the last couple of games that he did that were really, really phenomenal? Like how involved was he? Were those his angels at all? Right. You know, like, or, you know, or is it he just did the fire whale opening of Metal Gear Solid five left the actual like emergent gameplay like missions up to the team mm -hmm. and then came in for the plot stuff. Yeah. You know, which is like, I could also see that happening because it is such a marked improvement, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, I mean, I guess it's, we're going to have to find out, but he's, he's a creator. I have really conflicted feelings on. Yeah. And if he's on a trajectory, if death stranding is metal gear solid five, but more so mm -hmm. that's going to make me happier than a pig and shit. And I know yeah. tons of people who like hate five, <laughs> like he has, <laughs> he has a lot of fans. Like right. I've been talking about this nonstop on, on Slack and Twitter. Like, since I've been playing it, like tons of fans who are just like, yeah, five is the worst one in the series. It's Jesus garbage. I Christ. wanted that Kojima. Like I wanted that Kojima magic. Like this didn't have it. I am willingly um, going back and playing four. 
Okay. Like, the, like the, 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 that, that is the person that I am. That is the cross that I bear. Like I have, a, I have the same weakness that you have. I cannot like join you in a reality where Metal Gear Solid five is not a goddamn triumph. Literal <laughs> quotes, man. Worst game in the series. Jesus Multiple Christ. people in our very Slack community. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Like that, that. I mean, so they're, they're in the community. So I'm going to put kick, kick gloves on. I understand that that is, that, that, that is a possible that that, that 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 is a possible stance and you know it, like you have as, as much or maybe more experience you're with not the series literally than saying two plus two is five <laughs> right there we but go you may as well be. you're yeah. saying two plus two is 4.1 <laughs> right um uh, I, I i don't know I, I i cannot i cannot come around to that you know take no, that but... as opinion i'm not declaring like ultimate truth i have all the sympathy in the world for somebody who looks at the way that metal gear solid 2 and metal gear solid 4 as the exemplars of this kind of storytelling you know I like I have all the sympathy in the world for that. I cannot uh accept any reality where Metal Gear Solid 5 is the worst. Yeah. I can't. Me, me either. Like I love 5. Yeah. Like there there are moments I've said this a bunch of times. There are moments where 5 was my favorite game that I played that year. Oh yeah. In 2015. Like chapter I chapter 1. Chapter 1. <laughs> yeah. The, the um yeah, when there are moments there was the best. Mostly the uh the super disempowering like 4-hour intro with the space whale. <laughs> Um, but no, the, um, there are parts where it was like super, super fun. And like, I would love to cover that, that for the show at some point oh, yeah. too, um, you know, yeah. and just get into it because it's like, it's, it's just, it's so, it just, I don't know. And this is going to make me sound stingy. Like it's a personal vendetta. It's just very hard for me to think that he's all of a sudden realized that most of the story stuff should, stuff should be optional. Mm -hmm. Like after going through and adding QTEs to cutscenes and four to make it so you can't check out. Right. Is that, am I remembering that right? There are a couple of like, them. I I, yeah. I haven't like I haven't gotten to the point. Like I, I know the one you're thinking of, which is the button mash to get through the microwave hallway. Um, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I can't like recall if they're that like that big of a deal in that. So that feels like a, a thing that's like you will not skip my cutscene. You will not not pay attention to my voice. Mm -hmm. For him to go immediately into no, all of this back, background stuff is on tapes that you can listen to if you want to. Right. Like that seems like such a 180 that it's hard for me to think it's him. That yeah. is such a come to Jesus moment. Of being like, why can't I, I can make this game for everybody? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I realize that this is not, even if you're not going to like say like, hey, what I do is bad. You can at least say like, hey, what I do is not for everybody. Yeah. There's a way that I can make everybody happy. Yeah. On one you hand, know? the scales can can fall from your eyes. On the other hand, that is an act of God. Yeah, that would be that would be a, mir a literal miracle. Like if that happened to him, like he like got hit on the head, it would be like a radio lab episode. <laughs> like Robert Crawl, which would be introducing him as the guy. Yeah, like it was it was Oliver Sacks' last book uh, before he died was writing about the conversion of Kojima. Yeah, him having his road to Damascus moment of realizing that like, hey, not everybody wants to listen to characters tell each other the plot. Like, right. You know, and like if they're going to do it, give me something to do while I do it. Yeah, like, let me ride a, a cool horse. <laughs> yeah, it's not expressed perfectly in that game because it like drowns out sound in a weird way. It doesn't auto pause. There are things right, that you right. can make it better, but it is such a leap forward that like in a storytelling, you know, storytelling method, even if people don't like the actual story, like storytelling method that like, right, right. you know, I know. Um, anywho, we'll, we'll talk about that when eventually we get to Metal Gear Solid 5 after at least Acid and Revengeance. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, I think I think five would be the would be the likeliest next next move for us in the main line yeah five or three like, i like I, I, I would much rather play five like you can too. sell me on five sooner than three yeah yeah but yeah. I'm, like i i'm willing to give like i like three i'm willing to give you know three a shot three does a lot of things that address some of my problems with two gameplay wise yeah like 
you know, super, super annoying controls, super fucking fiddly interface. You spend mm-hmm. a lot of time in menus. That sucks. But at the very least, when you get caught, you can run away and be OK. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, lest anybody, lest anybody think that, like, our final stance on this is an indictment of Metal Gear as a whole. You know, I want to reassure people, like, I like this world a lot. I have a lot of investment in these characters. You know, the things they do sometimes irritate me, but like we are both talking in eager terms about doing revengeance. <laughs> you know, we are yeah. talking in eager terms about this, like not immediately, you know, but like understand that it's that it's on the docket. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's and I, I am much more conflicted than that, but it's not an outright, you know, c- condemnation on first principles. Right. The last thing I want anyone to come away from this thinking is that, like, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this. No, no. I may have come to, like, different conclusions than you, but this is, like, you know, taking up my headspace for a lot. And and that has value in and of itself, right? Like, right. The fact that it generates this kind of conversation is good. Um, but it's something that's been on my mind for a long time. It's mm-hmm. not an unconsidered opinion. No, no. And that's, you know, that's the, the watch out for fireballs truth where it's like, I don't care if somebody disagrees with me, but don't say that I'm not <laughs> thinking about it. Give, give Give me the credit for covering the ground. You yes. Know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely uh, have covered the ground yeah. with this. Um, so yeah, again, I think we, uh, this has been a lot of hours uh, poured in this, which we knew it would be mm-hmm. um, after this more hours because uh, <laughs> we're doing uh, a four part uh, thing on uh, final fantasy four and final fantasy four, the after years. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have any thoughts on that, go ahead and send those over to uh, duckfeed.tv slash contact. That's not an email address. Go to that website and then use that form because that helps us capture those uh, easier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, thoughts on any of those. If you're there uh, and that can be on any of those because we're moving over to our new feedback. Yes. Uh, model that month. Um, after that, we're doing uh, the first of our or second of our themed month. That's still still very i don't know what the theme is for this month where we do final fantasy 4 and final fantasy 4 the after years we have our second theme month which is bat month right which is uh september for the sixth anniversary of the show we're doing the nes batman and then one of the arkham games yes uh in two parts uh by this point maybe the poll has been published but we do not know the winner just yet because we haven't actually asked you like the poll isn't out there um yes. we're still trying to figure out the rhythm of how we announce these and how we of how we do them and i thank you uh for any patience that you might extend to us uh in yes. doing that but uh but you know uh, there's been some uncertainty expressed over like, hey, why did you put Origins on that? Um, it's because it's a game that not, not a lot of people have paid attention to. Um, and it yeah. is not a total, you know, dumpster fire. Like, uh, no, like it's, the, yeah. it's at best an interesting failure. Yeah. And the ways it fails are interesting. Like, I think our part of the the whole, uh, you know, watch out for fireball subsistence move <laughs> is that, uh, you know, other more things can support our approach than just, you know, the best of. Right. And because we're doing more games, like things like even games where we did, you know, a lot of, when we did Dead Space, a lot of people said, why didn't you do Dead Space 2? Like, a couple of years down the road, maybe we will. Yeah. You know, that might fit its way, fit its way into like a, a themed month or just like it might make sense to do that. Yeah. Um, and we can dispense with a lot of those things that common ground and get kind of a shorter Spelter episode on a more frequent basis. Yes. So even if we do end up, if Origins ends up winning, it doesn't mean that we won't end up doing City sometime down the road or... Yeah you know, a game that's functionally city like shadows of Mordor or something. Yeah. Or if we did city and like, Oh, uh, that is a huge expression of what like the Arkham games are. Well, asylum like does different stuff and has different things to say. So, totally. like, you know, if you are a huge asylum booster saying, Oh, this is an amazing Zelda and Metroid game. Uh, like that, op- that, that open world stuff is shit. Um, if you know, if city wins that there's nothing saying we won't do asylum later on, you know, yes. like we are very unwilling to write out, uh, certain games unless they are directed by David Cage. 
Yes. Yeah. New, new off. And even then, right. Like new <laughs> off, especially and and good segue where it's like, all this is part of our kind of Patreon relaunch. If you want us to go through heavy rain, mm-hmm. like there's a way to make that happen. Yeah. Um, uh, I wouldn't recommend uh, it. If you... money. <laughs> I, would... I mean, not, I wouldn't recommend it if you like it. Cause yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to shit on it. Like I don't, I don't like that game. It's going to be episode two, a cage match. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, you know, yeah. or, or beyond two souls or whatever. If you want to make that happen, like you can, like we have veto power, but if a game is short, uh-huh. I'm very unlikely to veto it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those games are short. So, uh, and even people who like Indigo Prophecy liked our Indigo Indigo Prophecy episode. So, totally. Who knows? Hurt us more. Yeah, hurt uh, us more. And, and like I would say, I'll I'll agree that Heavy Rain is better than Indigo Prophecy, even <laughs> if I don't think it scales to the heights of good enough. But I, I think it's, it's <laughs> it, it, it doesn't rise to the level yeah. of adequacy. Yeah, it doesn't quite get to get to worth playing, but it is uh, it is better than than Fahrenheit. Yeah. So um, one of our our things is you get to dictate a game or even dictate a theme. For a month um uh-huh. that's not dictate three games but that could be a developer or a genre that you want to see us tackle or like there's a lot of freedom there and those will all be discussions we can work it out but uh mm-hmm. head on over to patreon.com slash tv to kind of see how that works yeah uh those are all big ticket uh kind of items if you do not have the money to uh to do those we understand that entirely uh we've put a lot of value i i believe personally into the lower uh kind of tiers so even at uh five dollars a month you get two extra episodes of abject suffering uh mm-hmm. which is a show that we really like making and a lot of people really enjoy uh you get access to these episodes a week early so you could have heard this last thursday it's true i mean just think about that think about what that means yeah and and uh, and as you can vote on that Batman thing, we do those quarterly polls. Yep, and that's just one dollar. So, like it just yeah, as long as you're just in the Patreon system, system, you get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff there. We'd really appreciate it if you if you're hearing this, if you check it out. Yeah. Um, we've also gotten a lot of very nice reviews recently. Let's keep that rolling. Yeah. Now that we're relaunching, like we're uh, we're making a bid for you know the big time with this shit. Yep. Um, you know this is this is what we want to do full time. This is what we want. Yeah. Uh, to comprise. The lion's share of our income, and uh, we work full time on it now, and we want to, you know, be able to continue to give that dedication. Yes. Um, so part of that is that Patreon, but also part of it is spreading the word. Mm-hmm. Um, let people know. Yes. Tell your friends, tell iTunes, uh, review it. I uh, really would appreciate that. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably about good. I think it is. Uh, we would like to thank some people. Uh, oh, yes. Particularly uh, Eric Arkambalt. Yes. I'm sorry um, if I mispronounced that, but uh, that is my best uh, guess at how that it's is. It's actually said. Eric Arkham Origins. Ooh. That's how you pronounce that. Yeah. Um, I know what he's, he's not as bad for. as critics said. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Stuart McGowan, recent guest on Bonfireside Chat. Yeah. Noted. Um, thank you, Stuart. Noted. Nice and great dude. Yeah. yeah that was that was really fun. That was really good. Yeah. Um, Evan Burge. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Evan. Um, moot or motorcycle, moot cycle, <laughs> motorcycle, uh, who is a, a, a kind of our unofficial tech support on the Slack. He is. Um, uh, he's kind of our own, our very own Otacon. Who knows? Um, yeah, no, uh, who, who, who knows if that is uh, taken as a, uh, as an insult or a compliment. It is meant as a compliment because yes. boy, oh boy, uh, he provides a lot of really great stuff. He built up, he, he built duck botnik, uh, which is something that helps run like a lot of, uh, a lot of really cool functions on our community slack like he's he's kind of indispensable yeah <laughs> never leave please <laughs> yeah yeah yep, yep. he's he, uh he's fantastic yeah. also a great uh, thank- like he's awesome to talk to about tech stuff absolutely yep. and then uh also a longtime community member uh george mishriki uh mishriki uh I, I apologize if i mispronounced that yeah um i've seen you around 
quite a bit and mm-hmm. for quite a while. And we really do appreciate your support. Yeah. Um, another person uh, we support that we all mentioned, if you heard at the beginning of the episode as well, uh, in the ad roll, um, we are raising some money for uh, the level host and friend Jala Prendes. Yes. Uh, she has uh, suffered some medical uh, uh, issues here recently. And uh, what we are doing um, is our community is putting together a uh, um, an event, like a streaming event, in order to help raise some funds to help her uh, uh, cover the cost of her procedure that she recently underwent. She currently is doing well, but uh, it was very costly. Um, and uh, uh, she could use uh, assistance that she might have. Gary, do you know the date that this is happening? Yep. July 28th. Starting at six uh, or eighteen hundred, which is six p.m. Um, PST, cool, and going all weekend. So it shifts. It's people from the community, uh, myself as well. Are you doing a shift in there, cool? Um, I need to talk with them. I have been uh, very distracted by stuff, so I need to uh, take a look. Um, yeah, which is which is at the very least, it'll be all entertaining stuff. Jeremy's yeah. doing some stuff. I'm doing some stuff. Um, Jolly herself is doing some stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe Allison is doing a shift. Like a, a lot of community favorites are doing some stuff. Yep. And because uh, white guys uh, streaming is what we have instead of healthcare in this country, uh, <laughs> we got a the joke Christ. about like getting popular enough to have a good GoFundMe uh, instead of health insurance Ooh. is true. Um, I even I even think Jolly has health insurance. I think this is after cost. Yeah, no, it it's so it's, expensive it's, and so bad that it's like, ridiculous. I I, I, yeah. I talk with her a lot. Like we, you know, we're 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 in correspondence. Like we're we're we're, we're you know important to each level. other. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know like it's it's kind of ridiculous what she's had to go through for this. So yeah. it's um, and any any help uh will will <laughs> make a huge huge difference for her. I feel weird speaking in her stead on this, but like it's uh it's it's a pretty big deal. Yes. Um, and, you know, of course, if you don't have the money for that, which is, uh, you know, fine, everyone's situation is different. Spread the word. Yes. Um, yeah. And you can find information on our website about that mm-hmm. uh, shortly, yeah. if not now. Um, yeah. And I think that's about it. Believe so. Yeah. So uh, in text, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, watch out for the Harry worm doing a scissor 69 on the meme. I'm pretty sure it says 61. I mean, yeah, I appreciate the fine. niceness of switching it, but like, <laughs> the, the, you mean the niceness? Yes. Yeah. No, yes. I I did it from memory. It was a hodgepodge, but you know that's what happens when you pass down your memes. Most most of uh, things with sixty turn into sixty nine in my head. Oh yeah, I mean automatically yeah. it's a snapping the grid. Yeah, it's the reason why I'm such a big fan of the sixty niners, the football <laughs> team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bought a heating pad for my back. Okay. <clears throat> and Roars likes it a lot. So I'm trying to get him to lay on it. I'm trying to get him to learn that he should lay on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs>
I put it. He was on it anyway. I turned it on, mm-hmm. and it was real cute. Like he like immediately like like curled up and went to sleep. Oh gosh, that's cute. adorable. See, that's warm, buddy. Lay down on there. Yeah, <laughs> warm. You like that? Lay down, buddy. Okay, let me finish this string cheese real quick. All right. Oh, listen to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a good boy. He's being extremely good. Yeah, I'll put a marker there for the for the outro because people will uh people will people will like some roars. <laughs>